0: Hey, hey, everybody, Stephen Molyneux from Free Domain Radio. Hope you're doing magnificently, my friends. Some very, very detailed and interesting stuff can truly help you change your life. Much, much for the better. So the first caller is dating a feminist, liberal, well-educated woman, and he's trying to figure out whether she'd be a good wife or not. And there's a whole bunch of questions that are important to ask when it comes to figuring out if you wanna keep dating someone, let alone settle down with her and... I'm sure that's a big plan for most people, so that's another conversation well worth listening to. Now, the second caller, wow, so his stepson recently seems to have tried to kill himself twice, and he wants to know why this may have come about, and some things in life are deep and abiding mysteries, this one and the lessons to be learned, not one of them, and so I hope you will listen to that with great attention. There are so many issues involved in that conversation that you need to understand, so Great callers. Thanks, of course, to everyone who calls in and everyone who supports the show. You can do your part. Please, please help us out. At freedomainradio.com slash donate, you can buy things, costs you nothing at fdrurl.com forward slash Amazon. Follow me on Twitter at Stefan Molyneux and sign up for the newsletter at freedomainradio.com and pick up your copy of my book, The Art of the Argument, at theartoftheargument.com.
1: Alright right, up next, we have Giorgio. Giorgio wrote in and said, I have been monogamously, stop the meaningless casual stuff for nine months now, dating a college-educated, liberal, slightly feminist, Hispanic woman well raised by her two married parents for six months now, and I am slowly attempting to open and stretch her mind to a different point of view. I believe I am making progress, but I don't want her to change her views just because I think a certain way. I am seriously considering her to be my wife we would like her to lead the same values I've acquired and raise my children with the morals of a responsible citizen and child of God. Fortunately, she is not someone who is opposed to listening. Can a Catholic diehard, liberal feminist be suitable for marriage and raising morally responsible children? If so, what's the best way to approach stretching her mind with logic and reason? That's from Giorgio.
0: Hey, Giorgio. How you doing? Hey, how are you?
2: I'm it's well. A real thanks. honor to, to, to hear you, and I just got to thank you for all that you're doing, man. You're really straightening some people out here.
0: Sure, sure. <laughs> thank you. Uh, and are you a white
2: male? I am. No, I'm. Um, I'm half uh, Spanish, half Colombian. Uh, I was born in the United States and raised about ten years in South America. Right. Okay. So I'm kind of half and half. Yeah.
0: No, I'm just because when you say Hispanic woman, um, generally Hispanic. Man, don't say Hispanic woman, because, you know, it's just kind of the same thing. So, uh, so I yeah, just wanted to check on the, that.
2: Okay. Yeah, I figured it just kind of give you a better perspective on the identity. What's her? Degree.
0: What was her college degree in? When we say college educated, did she graduate?
2: Yeah. Yeah, she graduated. And what does she study? She studied marketing, um, and now she's attempting to pursue her master's in, uh, in child behavior. Right, now she works with autistic children.
0: What? How she's does really she go from marketing it? to child be- child behavior? Well,
2: yeah.
0: first, um, she's.
2: I think it's it's more that um, she realized she was kind of battling, you know, whether she wanted a corporate safe job or actually follow what she wanted to do. And when she she got into the corporate job, she um, you know she realized that she really missed out on following her dreams. So now she's attempting to do so. Oh, Make so she
0: did do marketing for some time in the business world yeah yeah she did that.
2: She uh lived in New York for about a year and uh she just got back from now working still working for a you know a corporate position as an account executive and um, but on the on she's working two jobs after that she goes out and she helps the autistic children
0: works two jobs what do you mean? Yeah, so
2: she does the corporate job and then she goes and she takes care of um she, you know the autistic
0: children that are that need help. Wow, and how does she get into taking care of these kids? Um, she has a
2: she has about two friends she grew up with in uh, in about in high school, two of which actually went that direction. And so, um, after being in the corporate world, she decided to hey, you know, I'm going to go out and do what I actually love doing.
0: And, and how long has she been working in the marketing job?
2: She's been doing that for I think about uh, well now it's not so much marketing that she's doing she's more kind of in the in the back end of a corporate building that sells um, metals precious metals
0: I don't know what back end means
2: like uh, she's an account executive you know so she deals she pays all these salespeople who do that who um who sell you know the precious metals and and um, and she just. Deals with the accounting side of the, but not really the accounting for the corporation. If that makes Wait, sense. Wait, the accounting. the The accounting for she basically she's in payroll. I guess I'm not too
0: keen Wait, so on she exactly marketing. what her
2: description is.
0: She studied marketing yeah. in university, and now she's ended up running payroll.
2: More or less, yeah. Her official title is an account executive. I'm not too keen exactly on what Well, they, you know, in marketing, are. they had that
0: stuff. Well, everyone's a vice president, right? So, <laughs> yeah. but does she do marketing or what?
2: Actually, that's that's what's very uh, curious because she hasn't. She, according I mean what she's told me, she has very little experience with actual marketing. Um, well, wow, that's just, a good uh, thing
3: she
0: got educated. <laughs> I'm, I'm really yeah. glad the society spent those social resources educating her in marketing <laughs> so she could run payroll. Did uh, did yeah. she end up in debt out of her degree? No, she's debt free. Then how did she do that?
2: Um, she, there was financial aid that was able to help her and uh, she got great marks on her, you know, on her education. And, yeah. um, and I, you know, she's just, she made some right financial decisions. She didn't really went off on um, on a tangent on her credit cards or anything like that. And uh, so now, education-wise, she's debt-free. She's yeah you know, making some few payments here or there um, with her, let's say, her car and you know, bills in general, credit cards and such. Um, but but that's about it.
0: Uh, did her parents chip into?
2: uh no actually her her i mean well yeah as far as getting her a roof over her head and you know and and
0: some oh sure she lived at home while she was going to school yeah yeah yeah, she was Mm -hmm. did her parents know that she wasn't that much into marketing and wanted to work with autistic kids
2: she's the first um yeah she's the first generation of her out of her parents you know to be to have a bachelor's degree and um so her parents no really didn't weren't really coaching her on you know exactly what she wanted to do hmm. she she followed her I mean, it
0: was and ethic. this is just my sorry to interrupt Giorgio, but this is no, just sort ahead. of my my thought like i'm mm-hmm. i mean i get that they didn't go to college and all that but as parents shouldn't you kind of know what your kids are good at and 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 what they like and where their abilities lie. I mean, if my daughter said, you know, I want to go into X, whatever that would be. And I kind of knew that, you know, I, I think that I'd kind of know what yeah. would work or not. And I'm just sort of trying to plumb the family stuff a little bit here. Now, she's going yeah. back to a master's degree, and that's going to be this in this child behavior, right?
2: She, so as of late, she um, recently just decided to, um, to actually, apparently, in about a few weeks or so, she's going to quit her corporate job and going to do, and she's going to dedicate herself to to the um, the child behavior. And if she really, because so she's not one hundred percent sure she can do that for her, the rest of her life,
0: what right? does so she want she'll to actually have kids? enjoy?
2: Yeah, yeah, she really does. And how old is she? She uh, just turned twenty seven on the sixth of this month.
0: Wait, she just turned 27 and she wants to go get a master's and she wants kids? Um, she wants kids, but. How, later how on is after she with math, masters. Giorgio? Uh,
2: no, after. Actually, no, what I meant is that she wants to do her master's first before. Eventually, she wants to have kids, just not now.
3: What do you mean, eventually? She's
0: 27. I know. Well, and, what do you think?
2: Uh, I think that uh, I can't tell her what to do.
3: I didn't no, ask you whether kids. you should
0: tell her what to do. I asked her what you think.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so I can't really exactly blame her too too much. I get it that, you know, the biological clock is kind of running against her. Um but and that's what I'm trying to tell
0: her. But how about I just, just do do stupid she, stuff? Like we all don't we all need people in her life to say, hey man, Don't do stupid stuff. Don't go and get a, what is it, a two-year master's degree when you're 27 and say, I'm going to work with kids, but I want to have kids, and then quit in your early 30s to have kids because that's a huge waste of social resources. It's kind of selfish, right? Because she's taking the position of somebody who might be younger, who might be male, who might not want to have kids, and who actually work. Like, this does not help the autistic children. You understand, right? Because she's going to interrupt her career in taking care of autistic children to have her own children. And maybe she'll have two. Maybe she'll have three, right? you you Catholic. Maybe you'll have 12. I don't know. And so (laughs) it's not helpful to the autistic children to go and take somebody else's spot who could actually give them more continuous care. So just – I think we all need to be in this tribe called don't do stupid shit I and mean, we need to tell each other that don't do stupid stuff.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's mostly, you know, she was you know, again, she's feminist. I mean, she's been educated here in the West. She wants to be I guess fully autonomous, you know, not depend on a man. That's cuz her that's I went in and actually um asked, you know, got to know her mom and and her dad and and the mom apparently um according i mean based on what i've observed is kind of wears the pants in the family oh you're um, scared of her uh no no of who? who the mom the girlfriend
0: no i'm not scared of her a little bit no come on man when i said what do you think you're like well i don't want to tell her what to do like that wasn't what i asked (laughs) and why haven't you told her i mean you've listened to this show for a while is that fair to say yeah, yeah yeah so yeah, why haven't have- you told her what do you go and get a master's for this if you want to have kids what do you don't be ridiculous like what's the, what's the plan thinks- here you're going to go take yeah. a master's you're going to go get trained in a placement and the kids are going to become dependent on you and your employers are going to come dependent on you and then you're going to quit to have kids for 10 years like that's not a plan
2: right yes yeah, so why haven't that. you told her that i've t- what i've done is I've waited in for her. Apparently, what she wants to do is just finish her master's and then maybe get into having kids, you know, while she's in her 30s. <laughs> and, yeah, I've told her, yeah, you know, what? it's not exactly the, you know, if you want to have kids, you got to choose one or the other.
0: Oh, what does she and say?
2: She doesn't feel, she doesn't feel like, she feels she can, you know, have her cake, I guess, and and eat it too.
0: Oh, so she's a little crazy when it comes to remotely realistic expectations.
2: Uh because yeah, she knows a lot of, I guess, friends and uh co-workers that, you know, are happy in her either childless or happy in their with children and still doing their own jobs and Tell me more about how happened. she
0: wants to be independent.
2: Um, she doesn't want to depend off of a man just like her mom kind of raised her.
0: Wait, her mom doesn't depend on her husband? They it's a fifty fifty thing. According to, according to her. So did her mom not stay home with her when she was young?
2: Yeah. Yeah. She would stay there. She would. Oh, you know, her mom did stay home with her, her. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> Jesus, this is confusing to navigate. It's not your fault, uh, Giorgio. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know absolutely. where we are in this foggy woods of feminist delusion now. But <laughs> if her mom stayed home with her, wasn't her mom dependent on a man?
2: Yeah. So yeah, what but the? But f- so in her eyes, I, I get it. I want to be
0: independent, you know, I, just like my mom was. Who wasn't?
2: <laughs> I look at it. I look at it the same way.
0: Well, no, no, <laughs> you don't look at it the same way.
2: Mom, that's
0: what no, it is. No, no. no. I,
2: I agree with you. I agree with what I'm saying.
0: Okay, so um, have you had, wha- told her that her mom was not independent? She was dependent on a man, and that's one of the reasons I assume why she had a pretty good childhood.
2: Yeah, she she she, she did. Um, except, have you told it, her that? You know, I Have
0: and what and does she say?
2: She says it was more of a you know, it was a 50 50 thing, like her. her okay, so her we've got a magic phrase 50/50 50 50 that replaces reality. Yeah. Well, to her, she's there, she looks at it as a, as a shared responsibility.
3: Well, of course, it's so, a shared responsibility.
0: He's yeah. making the money and she's raising mm-hmm. the kids. That's 50 50. I get that, but she was dependent mm-hmm. on his income just as he was dependent on her being a mom, well, right. So she's right, not yeah. independent. If someone else is paying your bills, you're yeah, not independent.
2: Yeah. You're right. It's, it's, I don't know why they have this fear of in case something goes wrong, make sure that you're ta- you can
0: take care of yourself. Well, that's called insurance. Yeah, right. You can you can get pretty good insurance policies. I've had one for I don't even know how long, but you can get pretty good insurance policies. They're really not that expensive if you get them when you're young. And if something happens to your husband, you get money. It's been around for half a millennia or so.
2: Yeah. So since they're Catholic, they don't you know they they don't believe in divorce or at least not for no no. But I'm just saying if something happens to the husband, right. Yeah, and that's something that, if something happens to the husband, sure. But uh, if, let's say, (laughs) yeah, I I, guess. No, let's say the husband leaves you, right? Yeah, let's say the husband leaves you. Right.
0: Well, just be a great enough partner that your husband ain't going to leave you. Be the best thing that there is for him. mm -hmm. I mean, you can get fired from a job too, but not if your business is making money and you're making money for your business. That's right. Yeah.
2: So, um, so how do, do I look at this in a...
0: Okay, hang on, I mean, hang on. Is, We've is just it, gone through yeah. college educated and, and liberal. Okay. Slightly feminist. What does, what does that mean?
2: It mean? Well, I kind of understated these slightly a bit. Lately I've been noticing I know more, you did. more feminism. Yeah. So, as soon as um, you say,
0: I don't need no man. I got to be independent of man. Hey, where are the male taxpayers at? I need their money.
2: <laughs> All right, what I meant, yeah you're right and uh, slightly was I thought I was getting through to her actually I, I still do because she does agree on most of the issues that I that I present to her in regards to feminism um, but there are things that you know she just she
0: can't agree with um, and what do you mean she it, can't agree with I don't know what that means like well, agreement isn't okay, something so, you just will you know, if you say to me, hey, Steph, two and two make four. I'm like, hey, man, I can't agree with that. It's not an emotional thing, you know, yeah, for, for rational people. It's something is like, the world is a sphere. Well, I don't think I can agree with that. It's like, it's not really up to you. <laughs> you can deny <laughs> facts, but you can't choose whether to agree with something or not. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, so so that's the problem that, that I'm having with her is that um, I, I want her to see logical reason. And it seems like she sees it, but she's choosing to go the, um, to take the emotional side.
0: Hmm. So, how is she feminist?
2: Um, well, it goes back to the, the paid, uh, wage gap, you know, between men and women. Oh, she believes was-
0: that there's some mysterious wage gap, even though. She trained herself in marketing, barely worked in it, ended mm up running payroll, and now wants to go back to school and then is going to quit to have children. But there's this mysterious wage gap. (laughs) Yeah. And have you given her the data that women choose different occupations, that they choose to take time off to have kids, that they choose to have more of a work-family balance, that they choose to travel more? Uh, Have you given that they choose to work part-time more? Have you given her all of that? And what does she say?
2: Yeah, we've talked about that. And she agrees. She's like, yeah, okay. And when it comes to that, you know, I agree. But when, let's say that, you know, the woman and the man are both in the same boat, right? Same education. It got to the same place, but with their own merit and effort. Why? And she knows apparently someone, I guess it's in her own job. That's Wait, she knows shame. someone? Um, that's
0: her argument? i know she someone knows,
2: she knows people that have you know actually had the same responsibilities and have not they're not getting paid is what i'm saying and so we've gone into a lot of arguments no no but but know, hang on with that so does she mm-hmm.
0: understand that her knowing people is not an argument that's what i'm trying to the plural of anecdote is not data the plural of personal experience is not fact I know a tall Chinese guy. <laughs> Come on. And also, no people are exactly the same. And also, if the woman has just got married, the employer may be somewhat concerned about her going off to have kids. And also, <coughs> excuse me, women score higher in the trait agreeableness, one of the big five personality traits, which is great if you're dealing with little kids, but it's a problem if you're trying to negotiate for salary. Okay. So maybe the women are just kind of conflict avoidant and uh, the yeah. men negotiate harder for what they want.
2: Yep. Yep. I've, uh, yeah, I've told her, it's like, I think she avoids, you know, the, the relationship is in a rocky boat right now because she's, um, I told her straight up, you know, she's been avoiding conflict her whole life. And because of that, every time I confront her and I challenge her, she, avoids the topic altogether.
0: Wait, so when you confront her, she's conflict avoidant? Yeah, she tends to... And then she wonders why there might be a wage gap.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense to you and me. And so I'm wondering, you know, if I I guess this is a a big red flag. Hmm? Because she's not you know in all in her defense not that it's like i'm I'm afraid of her in her defense i guess it's i'm trying to listen you know i'm trying to be reciprocated and trying to actually make her feel like okay you know what what's the problem
0: i don't understand what that last couple of sentences mean so i've been trying to level with her right what do you mean trying to level with her
2: I've been trying to make her believe that you know I'm 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 listening to her quote unquote you know arguments and you've been human
0: you've been patronizing her. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I've been trying to yeah I, I guess that's what it comes down to. Okay,
0: um, so you pretend that she has sensible things to say when she doesn't. Is that what you mean?
2: Right, because at this point, I'm thinking if I don't do that, she's okay. not going to put up a dirty wall. How oh, pretty, oh no, come on, you know I've gotta ask <laughs> the land um, whales don't get the balls <laughs> yeah uh she i mean I think I consider her an eight, and where are you uh that's I'm afraid to i don't know i think i'm I'm in the you we know, have seven or eight range
0: and does so, she find you um, not, very attractive like not, she's? does she consider you an eight as well?
2: I don't know, we haven't really talked about thinks I'm good looking, but look, it's, it's not about, you know, (laughs) I know that's what this leads to about attraction, but you know, I've I've dated some, my fair share of attractive women, but the one, the difference, what differentiates her from the rest of the bunch, especially Mm -hmm. is that she's family oriented.
0: You know, she... But if she's family-oriented, why does she want to get a master's degree? If she's got a boyfriend that could lead to marriage, why is she talking about getting a master's degree and then basically, eh, to hell with the autistic kids, uh, I want to go have some babies. <laughs> I mean, if she was family-oriented, uh, wouldn't she be saying to you, hey, listen, um, you know, we gonna, is this going to lead to marriage? Do you want to have kids? Uh, where are we at in this relationship? doesn't mean you've got to get married tomorrow, but you got to know where things are and where they're going. And wouldn't she then say, uh, "Well, you know, man, if we get married, I, I want to have kids. I want to uh, raise kids. So, yeah, I mean, I'll,
3: I'll, so I'll drop the whole
0: master's degree yeah. fantasy."
2: Yeah, so you're saying is that she has to choose, you know, what what she wants to do now.
0: Well, I just like, I don't so know how family oriented she you know? is if she says I want to be independent. These are just. Stupid talking points that feminists feed women so that men don't trust them,
2: yeah, yeah, I'm starting to see that, so then would you say that a feminist woman would is not per se um, a, capable of raising proper proper children
0: well i you know these these are kind of generalities that i'll I'll have a tough time with, but I will say this that mm-hmm. if you value rationality in a partner, if you don't have rationality in a partner, you've got a problem. Okay. Yeah. Look, there are people who are told lies and the lies make them resentful and uncomfortable, right? So let me, let me give you a silly example, right? So let's say mm-hmm. tomorrow you go to the doctor and the doctor says, I'm sorry, you have some horrible disease, right? And you're like, oh man, that's terrible. And you go home and you're like racking your brain and you're going to figure out your will. And then the doctor calls and says, oh, man, I am so sorry. There's another Giorgio here who has a terrible disease. You're fine. Please don't sue me. <laughs> what would you feel? What would you think?
2: Well, yeah, I feel like I've been, you know, like you're, you're being toyed with.
0: Well, no, you'd feel a huge amount of relief. Obviously, you'd feel anger, right? But but you'd feel a huge yeah. amount of relief that you were facing a potential death sentence from a medical diagnosis, and then you found out that it was incorrect, right?
2: Yeah. You'd yeah, feel no a huge amount of relief, definitely. right? Yeah, I've no had experience with that, yeah. Right,
0: right. Mm-hmm. So this is the same thing with feminist stuff. Mm-hmm. So there are a bunch of people who talk to women and say – there's a patriarchy, it's rape culture, there's a wage gap, you're being exploited, it's terrible, blah, 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 never be dependent on a man, they're horrible, they're mean, they're whatever, right? Yeah. And that's getting a diagnosis of male-female relationships that is god-awful, right? Yeah. And then someone like you, Giorgio, comes along and says, no, 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 there's no such thing as the wage gap, no, there's no such thing as a patriarchy, no, there's no such thing as rape culture. And they've got the data, they've got the facts, they've got the reason, they've got the, you name it, right? Then it's like, oh, man, I thought I was never going to get along with a man. I thought I was going to be banned and barred from having love and trust and support and a great father for my children and a great partner for my female heart. I thought, man, that's it. Can't ever have love. Can't ever have trust. Can't ever love my society. And now, Georgia has come along and said, oh, no, that was totally misdiagnosed. You're just being jerked around. Wouldn't that be a huge amount of relief? Oh, man, I can give up the fantasy and the resentful fiction of the wage gap. Ooh! thank goodness. Now I don't have to look at men as horrible exploiters who just want to pay women three quarters of what they pay men. Because that's the funny thing from the left is they say capitalists will exploit everyone and they just want money, 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 but they underpay women. Well, why? I mean, if if women are being underpaid, it means that you can pay them more and still make a fortune. So why don't the greedy capitalists swoop in and bid up women? Well, because they can't, because women aren't worth more than in general what they're Paid in the marketplace. There's no such thing as abstract value. Value is always a relationship. It's not embedded in a person. So if you're telling her that all the lies she was told about men, that all the lies she was told about her society and its imaginary patriarchy are all false, wouldn't she feel a huge amount of relief and be like, throw herself into your arms and say, Thank you, Giorgio. You have saved me from a loveless life of resentment and futility.
2: Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, absolutely. But she's holding there. on to it.
0: Why?
3: Mm-hmm. Why?
0: I
2: think. Okay.
0: Let me and... let me give you one other example. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it just popped into Go my head.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So let's say someone came to me tomorrow and said the race, the racial IQ differences are false. Do you know? I would be like, and they proved it, and it was true. The data had been slipped, there'd been some something, I don't know what, right? Okay, it's 100 years have been replicated in all over the world. But let's just say tomorrow, somebody came to me and said, it's false. And they proved that it was false. I would be so relieved, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. I would be so relieved, I couldn't even tell you. So, Mm -hmm. when something you think is a huge problem turns out to not be a problem, aren't you hugely relieved? If you think that there's this horrible sexism and patriarchy that manifests in a wage gap when someone proves to you there is no wage gap, aren't you enormously relieved? Absolutely. She's not. Why?
2: I'm starting to think that maybe I'm not approaching it in the
0: right way. Nope. I mean. Nope. No. As soon as no, I no, no. You're not anything. giving her agency, man. Okay. You can't marry a woman if you're constantly stripping her of agency because you'll have no respect for her. yeah Yeah, why does she not take your disproof of bigotry your disproof of resentment your disproof of exploitation as a huge relief i guess it's something i gotta no listen so when i was a kid Mm -hmm. there were a lot of marxists around and socialists and you know what they told me directly and indirectly Giorgio. They said, hey, man, if you're born into the proletariat, you're stuck there. If you're born in the poor, you're stuck there because there's this class system and your relationship Mm -hmm. to the means of production defines everything about you. You have class consciousness, which means you'll never be able to break out of your class. You're stuck here in the underworld with the dregs and the losers and the drunks and the drug addicts and the physical abusers and the emotional abusers and the sadists and the cowards and the vainglorious and the foolish. You're stuck down here in this Dantean underworld forever. That's what the left has said to me directly or indirectly. And you know, you're going to be much more likely to end up as a criminal because you grew up poor. Now, that's what the left has told me. Now, the free market people, do you know what they said to me? Man, you can be anything you want within the scope of your abilities. You can break out of this like it ain't no thing. You can walk through these seeming socialist class walls like it's just tissue paper. They're just cobwebs, not even. They're illusions. And so you can rise out of this underworld of poverty and degradation and abuse. You can rise up. It's a helium balloon through a cloud. It looks like it's going to bump and stay, but it just goes through. You can be your own rocket and get to as high a stratosphere as you want because the market doesn't care where you came from. It only cares what value you bring now. What value you bring. Gerard Depardieu, the French actor, stole cars in his youth. Mm -hmm. But he can play a greasy cook in a movie about a tiger. (laughs) And next thing you know, he's getting paid. Um, Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark, right? Yeah. Assaulted like, some guy, what did he put his eye out or something? He I mean, did some god-awful <laughs> thing. And it's like, yeah, but a guy – I'm not justifying any of this stuff, you understand. I'm just no, saying that now he brings value. You can open a movie and is, is very charismatic and successful and he's pretty good at comedy. And obviously, he still does his sit-ups. And yeah. so, it doesn't matter where you came from. It matters the value that you can bring into here and now. And what that meant – you see – when I first started to learn about computers, when I first started learning about economics, when I first started learning about business and value and customers and satisfaction, when I started learning all that stuff, if I listened to the fucking socialists, I would have stayed down there in the shit pit of my origins. If I would listened to those assholes, I never would have walked through those walls because who bothers walking through walls? Just hurts yourself. But because the capitalists came to me and the free market people came to me and said, you can be anything you want to be. You don't have to be stuck here. Learn stuff, add value, be courageous, face your fears, do right, do good, be of use, service and value to people in this world and you can have anything you want. So I was told I should be resentful because I'm stuck and I had no chance to get out. That I was stuck in my class or classlessness. And when people came along to me and said, you can be whatever you want to be if you're willing to work for it. If you're willing to do what other people won't do, what a success. It's just doing what other people won't do. It's saying what other people are too scared or cowardly to say. It is taking a stand where other people won't even crawl. And that's how you bring value. Speak the truth, though the skies fall. What a huge relief it was for me, Giorgio, not to have to resent every aspect of society I was born into. Not to look forward to a life of grim, dysfunctional repetition of all the crap that surrounded me as a child. The reason I'm saying all this, Giorgio, is I was told you don't have to resent, you don't have to hate, you don't have to be trapped, you don't have to be paralyzed, you don't have to be useless, you don't have to be a photocopy of everything that came before. You can forge your own path, you can be your own man, you can bring all the value you can imagine to the world. And the world is fairer than you think it is. The world is far more fair than you think it is. The free market world, the government world is a shit pit, but the free market world is far more <laughs> fair than you think it is. So when I first started reading about the free market, I felt that feeling of, 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 of chains and being trapped and stuck, boxed in to a stiggy and abyss and underworld of dysfunction and brutality, that I could just will myself out. I could turn my feet into a jetpack and rise. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Thank the Lord above that I came across those free market thinkers back in the day who said, provide value and you get value. Learn and you can transcend. Be courageous and you can be greater. They uncorked my possibility. So when your girlfriend... Hears that she doesn't have to resent, that there's no big giant patriarchy that's striving to keep her down, that if she provides value, she'll get value. Why wouldn't she feel this enormous sense of relief and uncorked potential? Or even if she doesn't want to go and be Margaret Thatcher or some entrepreneurial CEO, maybe she just wants to be a great mom. But she doesn't have to resent everything. She doesn't have to resent masculinity. She doesn't have to resent being a woman. She doesn't have to think everyone's trying to exploit her. She doesn't think that everyone's trying to keep her down. What a relief. Yeah. Why wouldn't you grab at that like the last floating stick off the Titanic?
2: That's fascinating. Well, Stefan, I give you that. Uh, You're a great motivator. <laughs>
0: And I'll tell you you why. She doesn't want to take that. Because happiness is not a great enough motivation for her to let go of resentment. Wow. Everyone who was in my underworld that I grew up in, everyone was trapped, not by class, but by resentment. And with resentment comes vanity. Because when you resent the world and you say, well, I can't rise, I can't grow, I can't succeed, I can't achieve because there are all these forces arrayed against me. is racism, sexism, patriarchy, whatever. Well, then you never have to put your true abilities to the test. And there's no greater sandblasting a vanity, then putting yourself out there in the free market and seeing what value. You know, if you think you're this great actor, go audition. If you think you're this great singer, go audition. If you think you're a great painter, go display your work. But if you say, well, the art world will never let me in and you keep working on your painting, you can imagine you're this great painter. You never put it to a market test. And so you can think you're all that, and a six pack and a baguette. You can think you're fantastic because you your resentment keeps you from putting <laughs> your glories to the market test. And yeah. so, with resentment comes vanity, and the vanity then means that the resentment becomes the shield to the vanity. So originally, you resent, and then you become vain because you don't put your capacities to the market test because there's no point because everyone's out to get you and oppress you and so on but then what happens is you become vain that i am great it's just that the world doesn't see me i am woman hear me roar it's just the patriarchy won't pay me what i deserve i am black and i should be great but racism and the white man are keeping me down and that (laughs) vanity then means you can't let go of the resentment because if you let go of the resentment, you actually have to put yourself out there and see what you're worth. And trust me, when you start, it ain't much. It ain't much. When I first started the show, I took no donations. When I first started taking donations, <laughs> well, I think you can imagine, yeah. right? So it ain't much. And you've got to work to build value. You've got to work. I Every single show, I say something where I'm like, ooh, (laughs) well, that's kind of four now, isn't it? But I have committed to being as honest as I can be and as as courageous as as can be sensibly achieved in in what it is that I do. And so for her, there's a happiness that she can have if she wants to let go of her resentment. But the happiness is not enough. For me to let go of my resentment of, of a class system that I was told about, of a, a caste system in England, it's almost like a caste system depending on the accent that you have and so on. The single mother, when I was a kid, being the child of a single mother was a big stigma, big stigma. It's not so much anymore. But back, you know, we I talking 50 years ago, it was a big deal to be the kid of a single mom. And uh, I had to let go of all of that. Why? Because I wanted to be happy. And the happiness was enough for me to let go of the resentment and to work to begin to climb that staircase to providing value to the world. So the question is, you are saying to her, hey, honey, you don't have to resent. You don't have to hate. You don't have to be trapped. You don't have to feel exploited. You don't have to feel that men is bad and there's a patriarch that's keeping down all women. And she should be like, wow, I'm pissed that I was lied to about all of this stuff, but now I can really be happy. So the question is, why is the happiness not enough for her to let go of her resentment? Not her—it's not even her. It's her programmed resentment. It's a propagandized resentment. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: I, the only conclusion I, I came from that is that she's afraid of being wrong. Afraid of
0: giving in to to you know. No, saying, we're right, all afraid of wrong. Right. We're all afraid of giving in, but yeah. we do it because. We want to be happy. Why is happiness not enough for her to change her mind? I guess she doesn't see it.
2: She doesn't see that light in the, the tunnel. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> that's, an, that's a that's <laughs> a deepity. That doesn't explain anything, right? Yeah. Well, it's because of her mom.
2: Yeah. Right. So do I even attempt to to talk to her
0: mom about this? <laughs> well, you could talk to the two of them together. That's what I would do. Okay. And I would say to the mom, so your daughter says that she wants to be independent like you, but help me sort of – I'm just a little confused here. You know, pull the Columbo. I'm confused. Right? And just say – how long did you stay home for? Oh, five years or 10 years? Well, who was paying the bills? My husband. Okay, so you were at least financially dependent on him, right? Well, when I was raising his children, hey, you know, I didn't say you weren't. Of course, it was great that you were. He was dependent upon you to raise his children. So he was familiarly dependent upon you, but you were financially dependent on him, right? Because I think your daughter's got this idea that she should never be financially dependent on a man. I'm just wondering if I can understand that. Like, help me sort of puzzle this one out. Yeah. How happy is her mother?
2: Well, she's the oldest of, I think it's four four siblings. Uh, she married the first man, her first boyfriend, right? She um, she migrated from Chile to um, to both of them. Uh, you know, they got married. They had. My girlfriend, and then they had uh, her little brother, which that's another story that <laughs> that uh might take another show. I'm seeing the brother kind of
0: give me uh give me yeah. the very short version of the brother
2: well, the brother is about twenty twenty five years old, working in kind of a dead end job um he let himself gain some waves dating this. This girl that, that's trying to get her him out of it, out of the laziness. But what I've attempted to figure out is that since there's no strong patriarchal authority in that house, he undermines his mother. Which have which wait? She undermines given. his mother. Who's who's she? No, he 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 under he under undermines his mother. The son. Yeah. Okay. What does that mean? Yeah, I'm sorry. I found nothing. So, because he doesn't respect, I think her or his dad, then he just thinks he can go ahead and do whatever he wants. And his mom has been letting him get away with that. She's admitted that at least. And um, the little no, brother. No, I'm, is I'm just,
0: sorry. You know, I'm look. Is he living at home? Yeah. Oh, so they're enabling his laziness. The mom is enabling yes. him, the father. Are That's enabling right. his and laziness,
2: right? And the father um, has tried to like get him out of it, but the mother is just you know he's is.
0: Well, sorry, I don't I don't understand what you mean. Little baby, they tried the to get him out of it. I mean, don't you just say yeah. End of the month, you got to move out. I don't understand. I don't it? No, no, he
2: they don't. Yeah, the mom doesn't want to let him move out. He doesn't want to either. There's no there's no point. Like they're still paying. Well, the son bills. doesn't want to move
0: out for sure. He's getting free rent. But what about the mom and dad? Mom and dad are happy having him there.
2: Mom so, they don't really
0: obsessed. care that they're crippling and undermining his work ethic.
2: They see it happening, but I guess the love is blind. <laughs> I don't agree with it at all, but
0: well, no, she I mean, knows
2: that he's not doing it at him any good.
0: How's the relationship between your girlfriend's parents? Because if there was some deadbeat kid on the couch sucking the life and energy out of the house, I'd be like, you got to go. I, I want to spend time with your mom. Like, get out, right? Yeah. So, if you really love your wife slash husband, wouldn't, and, and of course, if you really love your son, you wouldn't be enabling this kind of behavior. But oftentimes, a dysfunctional married couple keep particularly the last child at home as a buffer to fill up the empty space between them.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
0: So, they can't get rid of him because then they have to face the emptiness if it's there or not there in their marriage.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. I, I told I told my girlfriend about this. It's like, hey, it's it's a it's a topic that she's that it's hard to breach.
0: Ooh, you know, it's like, hey, is parents, she one of these the no, fridge door slams well, when the topic she doesn't like comes up?
2: Yeah, it makes her. It makes her uncomfortable. Like if I, but she no, no, not, no Hang on, hang she on, She Her parents oh are happy. And oh, I'm
0: sorry, Giorgio. Yeah. Again, this is the agency thing. It makes her uncomfortable. Okay. So what? Does that mean that you then don't ever get, you, you can't talk about it just because it makes her uncomfortable? No, I love talking about it. No, but what happens with her when you bring this topic up?
2: If I, if there is so much as an ounce of, you know, doubt that their parents or that her mom might be a slight bit unhappy, then she's like, no, 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 she's just kidding. They, they, they're happy together. You know, they're
0: And they're, you've met actually, the parents.
2: They love right? each other.
0: Yeah. And what do you think?
2: I okay, so the dad, you know, loves to cook. The dad does the cooking, the dad, you know, does they both work on separate occasions. He works sometimes. He goes out of town and he works there and he comes home and the mom works. Um they they split up the chores around the house and and when he comes home. You know, he's, he's dedicated to his family. I, he's a I, I love him, man. He's, he's a great man. He's uh, has a great heart, you know, everything, but I don't really see them reacting. I, I've never really seen mom and the dad actually, you know, because the mom is very, very defensive. I did. I did wait, wait, what do you mean once, the mom is
0: defensive and what? Like she, she doesn't,
2: um, she has a short temper Um, she's a smart woman, you know, but she's, she has a very short temper.
0: How does it manifest? How do you know? Because, oh, how does what manifest? I'm sorry. The short temper.
2: Oh, okay. So specifically, I recall an example of, we were, we're all in the car, right? Uh, She decided to drive and she was merging onto, to another lane. And the dad, I hear the dad very calmly, very peacefully, tell her, "Hey, be careful! Like, there's a car about to, you know, about to hit her." And immediately she blows up. She's like, "Hey, don't even, you know, don't yell at me, you know, don't, don't, don't interrupt me." And I just start laughing. Like to me, it was very comical, but I was the only one laughing. And I look around the car, and I'm like, "Okay, is this? Yeah, I thought she was just being funny." and the dad immediately just you know just he just you know be quiet he was quiet the entire right home
0: and um
2: so he you know, s- and I realized, she snapped I asked at her husband
0: it. in front of yeah the whole in family and her daughter's boyfriend
2: yeah um but that's so,
0: very humiliating for him right
2: yeah a little bit and i did talk to her about we came up across this a uh, topic about kids losing respect with their parents. And I asked her, it's like, hey, did your parents ever do something, you know, that kind of made you laugh or, you know, either at them or, or uh, with them, whatever it may be. And she's like, yeah, actually, you know, my dad was, um, my dad would, he's, his dad again? was very active, right? He'd go out and ride bikes. He loved to run. He loved to stay active, not to stay fit. So when he would do that, he would, you know, more than often get hurt. Sometimes in you know embarrassing ways. Now he was looking for it, he's just even falling in a ditch somewhere or something. That was one of the stories. And so now the whole family kind of you know laughs every time he does get hurt because you know, it's like, oh, you know, there he is again going out and, and getting hurt. Right. Um Kind of a
0: bunch of bullbusters, aren't they?
2: <laughs> yeah, and he laughs at it too. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, it happens, and the relationship continues. There, but I still see a lot of you know love and in the, in the household. Like the daughter's very, very appreciative of him and my girlfriend, yeah. and um, but that's about that's about it, really.
0: And how you said that the dad is a is a great man, but. How can he be he, a great man if his son is failing so catastrophically in life?
2: He, yeah, I guess in that—that's what he's lacking—is you know, taking charge of the of the of the household. Like he's, he's he basically—and I hate to—I mean, I don't know what you think about this—but he's taking up the role of the wife, right? Right, the who cook has and the the
0: the husband, the, her dad, the so I mean the cooking. It's yes, not like what? Well, he
2: does. He does a lot of the cooking. He does mostly doing you know, the cleaning, the um, you know, the, the organizing around. He loves, He basically he's not lazy to to do to, to get his hands dirty, right? And when it comes to the two of them doing the chores, the dad automatically takes over. It's like no, I'll do it, right? It's like it's okay. Um, you rest, you know. I'll do it. Now she does. I've seen her cook too. She, she doesn't like it. She doesn't like the cook too much. She doesn't um, have um, uh, the kids and the mom don't have proper, let's say, nutritional uh, habits. <laughs> like they don't like veggies. They don't like that kind of stuff. But the dad your, loves the
0: your girlfriend doesn't like to eat
2: well. Um, she has a bit of a sweet tooth.
0: Yeah. Um, Is the mom overweight? She has,
2: no, no, not not obese. You know, she's in her probably in her fifties. Um, you know, there's you know, a bit of love handles there, but who doesn't have it at that age, right? And um, but I've never seen her really exercise.
0: Yeah, but she mocks the oh. guy who's active. Sure. Yeah. So, do you see respect for the? I don't. For the husband, for the father.
2: Not on her. Not on their mom.
0: Right, <clears throat> so that's going to be your life. Oh wow, that's going to be your life. I mean, you can bring it up with the family and say, "Listen, I don't think you're treating the your father that respectfully, whatever." But you did try sort of taking his side, not explicitly in the car when the mom snapped at him for trying to, I don't know, when the when the father tried to not get them killed. If you know, yeah, right. So,
2: this is a yeah. So example, uh, they've of, never
0: talked it, about it as an issue, and so yeah, that's. That's going to be your life, because if your, like, if your girlfriend said, you know, I think my mom could treat him with a bit more respect, and and uh, you know, okay, then then there can be a change. But the problem is if the mom is if the daughter is really bonded with the mom and can't really criticize her or find anything to improve on, then that's going to be your yeah, life.
2: No- yeah, nobody likes to challenge her, the mom. Nobody likes to get her mad
0: like at all right so she's kind of a yeah. bully uh, in a sense i guess well, no, the, yet, but the her, only reason I mean, why yeah the only reason you, why you don't challenge people is cuz you're scared of them right yeah so why would yeah. you why would you be scared of at- someone who wasn't dangerous <laughs> it would make no sense right like you could yeah, run from absolutely. a bear running from a rabbit is a little less mm-hmm. unless you're a bipedal carrot doesn't make quite as much sense right
2: yeah now when I look at, at my girlfriend, she doesn't have her mom's you know, um, attitude or, or personality. She takes up after her dad. Her, she's more like very calm, very you know submissive. She, and we've never gotten into fights like where we're yelling at each other. Um, it's more of a, more like of a cold war. Mm, what do you mean?: Like um, like we disagree and i'll keep touching the topic and she just she just, you know moves away she doesn't want to talk about it and um and so i've gone to a point where okay if you don't want to talk about it because i've even asked her to come on a show with me and she saw a couple of your shows she's like oh my god i can't believe she like he treats people like that you know like he's like what he's being honest he's being straightforward If the truth hurts you know and
0: Wait, how. she's fine with her mom snapping and yelling at her father when her father's trying to help, but she thinks that I treat people badly?
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just, she, yeah, yeah that make it's makes another all kinds of we, nonsense. I know it's another thing. I think she looks at more kind of a demeanor. It's another reason why she doesn't, let's say, love Trump, because mostly women I've seen around here now. Wonder like that. I, you know, it doesn't matter that Trump is doing such a you know, great job with the with the finance of the, co- of the country, but the way she's. Has he's she ever talking asked, to sorry to interrupt,
0: has she, is, she ever asked you what you like about this show? Um, no, actually. Why do you I've think? I mean, I assume this show is somewhat important. I mean, you're calling up and courageously spilling your guts about your life, which I hugely appreciate, but why do you think she's mm-hmm. never asked you what you like about this show and what i do i mean shouldn't you um, care about what someone you claim to love cares about
2: yeah in her eyes it's like well i don't have to like it but i'll support you Nobody can do
0: that <laughs> d- does yeah, she that's, want that's to know what eye. you like
2: yeah and i've told her i'm very blunt about it and i've told her hey you know have you like I've had her even watch. She watched. She's watched actually two of your shows that I've shared with her. Um, and she's watched through the entire hours of it all, and she comes to me. She's like, actually, he does point out some really great points, but you know. And then she lays out her, her arguments. I'm like, okay, well, let's let's talk about it. And then we never get to it, right? So, um, yeah,
0: yeah. I listen, mean, now, I- let me tell you something, man. Mm-hmm. I mean. I've been married, I don't know, sixteen years. I know my wife for seventeen years. Congratulations. Well, thank you. But mm-hmm. you always got to have the conversation. You have a disagreement. You have a difference of opinion. You always have to have the conversation. Yeah. I mean, my wife and I—we don't get into a lot of conflicts. But you know, if we do have a disagreement, we talk it till it's done. There's none of this uh, white lips storming around, stalking out, slamming doors, slamming cupboards. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. I mean, that's not an option. Marriage is a conversation. It's a conversation. That's most of what it is. (laughs) And if you're not in the conversation, you're not in the marriage. If you're not in the conversation, you're not in the relationship. And this censorship stuff where it's like, well, I don't like to talk about this and we can't bring up that and I'll talk about this once but never again. It's like, no, no, no. That that Putting these massive boundaries about what you can and can't talk about in a marriage, that's not a marriage as far as I can see. It's not even a relationship. Because you have to be honest in a relationship and you can't dominate in a relationship. You have to negotiate in a relationship. And there can't be all these massive off-topic landmines in a relationship because they grow over time trust me i mean you're in a relationship long enough if you start to seed ground and you start to say well okay we don't talk about your mom and okay we don't talk about your dad and we don't talk about their marriage and now we don't talk about your brother and now we don't talk about this and now i can't tell you they're going to get a master's degree when you want to have kids is ridiculous and now we can't talk about the fuck are you going to talk about eventually just going to stare at each other and feel angry because nobody likes that level of censorship in a relationship that's supposed to be about conversation. And it's cowardly and bullying to say, I'm just not going to talk about this. Yeah. You don't have to talk about it, but I'm not going to pretend we have a relationship if you don't. So you're trying to fix her like your sister's, like your girlfriend's brother's girlfriend is trying to fix him
2: yeah yep so i shouldn't have and to you can you can ask up her to map it right.
0: say listen okay there's a bunch of stuff i just need to know just get out a big piece of paper you know because people don't notice the details but when you write it all down you get a big piece of paper and you say okay what are the topics i am not allowed to bring up with you okay i can't bring up freedom domain radio okay at least not much and i can't bring up your mom i can't bring up your brother i can't bring up your parents marriage I can't bring up What's going on between your parents and your brother? I can't talk about your career, really. I can't talk about getting married and how it might interfere with your education. I can't talk about how ridiculous it might be to get a master's at this time in your life. I can't. I can't talk about the wage gap. I can't talk about the lack of a patriarchy. I can't talk about that there's no rape culture. Like, I just need a map of what I can't talk about. And eventually, it's going to be like the weather. Okay, we could talk about the weather as long as it's not raining Trump hats.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I know that that and I shouldn't have to be trying to engage in these conversations if she just keeps keeps trying to avoid it. Like if she's trying to avoid it, well okay, then I guess we can't there's nothing to talk about.
0: And wow. as as lifetimes as life accumulates, you get more and more topics you can't talk about, not fewer. <laughs> No, you know she's going to have some problem with her friend and then you're going to say you're going to think it's maybe you're going to think it's your girlfriend or your wife's fault or more her fault than her friend you're going to sit down and talk about it she's like I don't want to talk about it okay so now we can't talk about this problem you had with your friend and then something's going to happen with her mom and your kids and then you're going to say well I think your mom was kind of oh we can't talk about that like you get more and more stuff you can't talk about this is why people end up getting divorced Because there's nothing left to talk about because so many things are off limits and this is a trigger and this is a landmine and we can't talk about this and this gets the person upset. And this, and eventually it's just like, oh, I'm just going to tie my tongue into a bow and shut the hell up. And then people, they can stagger on for a while discussing nothing and and being resentful. And then eventually they just wake up one day and they say, I really can't spend the rest of my life not having a conversation about anything that matters. Because it's not like she's saying shut it down because it's boring. She's saying shut it down because it's upsetting. She needs a safe space from her boyfriend. <laughs> and, yeah. and you're not screaming at her. You're not saying no. uh, let's go join a cult, right? <laughs> you're like, <laughs> let's talk about things that I find interesting.
2: Yeah, she she I see that that you know her to her. I think it's. It's as if she gives into my ways of thinking or, you know, what I like to listen to or would like to, what I'm involved in. And she thinks that – it's like, okay, then I'm I'm just turning into you.
0: Well, yeah, you know, that's I a mean, chameleon like, aspect, right? So, a woman who wants yeah. to get married will often mirror the man until she gets the ring, right?
2: Yeah, I don't want that. Oh, yeah, I no, she's not, the quiet she's,
0: one. She's the chameleon. She's accommodating. She's, you know mm-hmm. – but – but anyway, if even at this topics, point when she's, she's being accommodating there's a whole bunch of things you can't talk about I I, I literally cannot stand being in relationships where there are all these landmines I, I can't like I can't take it I can't take it oh. because I hate the uh, it's self-censorship that she's demanding of you and she's yeah, punishing that's... you for coming up with topics she doesn't like well who, who, who wants that <laughs> she's still <laughs> only at eight
2: <laughs> yeah and I mean that's that's I mean, as a whole, I mean, you talk about, hey, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll offend you if you talk about anything that, uh, that you can just, that's taboo. You know, well, what happens bears, if she starts telling
0: your daughter about the wage gap? Exactly. When, if you have kids, you get married, you have kids, she starts telling your daughter that she lives in a rape culture, there's a patriarchy, and there's a wage gap. And that men are trying to oppress her, and she's going to face a huge glass ceiling for her ambitions because men just don't like women or are scared of women. Is this what you want for your daughter?
2: No. So, do you think this is not just a simple phase that she'll get over with? Because even she said at one point, she's like, you know what? This is just the way I think. You know, I may grow out of it. This is just how it is. I'm like, well, how do you grow I may grow out it of, it? Grow out
0: of it. So, what she's doing there, Giorgio, is she's saying, you should give up any thought of changing me. Because if I'm going to change my mind, it's going to have nothing to do with you. It's just going to be an organic process that I'm just going to grow out of. In other words, I'm not going to listen to you. I don't respect what you say. I don't care what you say. But maybe I'll just grow out of it on my own. No, 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 no. no. What's the point of having conversations with someone if their alterations just happen organically without your input? And the thing is, too, she should have some humility regarding her own decisions because she's been mistaken on her education, right? I mean, she studied this marketing stuff. Now she wants child behavior. She worked in two jobs. She started studied marketing now is doing some back-end accounting crap or whatever. She wants to take care of autistic kids, but she's not going to be able to follow through because she wants to have kids. I mean – I don't know. I think if I'd made a bunch of those kinds of decisions, I'd be pretty humble and not so arrogant about what should and shouldn't be talked about. Yeah. You know, I I bet you she said, well, I'm going to go to marketing. Now, her dad, probably her dad, would be like, I don't know. What do you think? How's that going to play out? And mom's like, if she wants to do marketing, she can do marketing. End of topic. Whatever, right? And it's like, okay, well, how helpful was that 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 wasn't discussed more?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's, and it kind of, so in regards to religion, like that's one thing, you know, I was raised in a, in a Christian household and I kind of veered away from that for, for a while and now I'm starting to come back to it by, you know, I'm you know, getting into some research, right? And one of the things that the Bible says is, you know, hey, you can't, you, not, you shall not unite in a, you know, an unequal Ah, belief. I can't quote the exact, because um, <laughs> I, I really- Well, you bad. need to share values.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, and that's whether you're religious or not, you need to share values. And the the, the, the values way. is not the content of the values that is most important. This is really, really important. It is not the content of the values that matters. You can start in different places. It's the methodology of how you resolve disputes that matters. That's what matters. Got it. So if you have reason and evidence as your methodology for resolving disputes, if you have a commitment to honesty and openness and exploration in your conversations, then where you start from is far less important. Because you'll be on the journey on the same boat using the same methodology, and it will be a constant opportunity for growth and exploration because you're using the same methodology. But if you're using a methodology called, Well, if I don't like it, I just get cold and shut him down. Well, yeah, I think you understand that's not gonna go very far. Yeah. Okay. So, my suggestion is this, Georgia. Yes. Don't ever ever stop a conversation just because someone's uncomfortable. Now, this doesn't mean if she's like completely freaking out, okay, well, you can take a pause or whatever till she composes herself, but don't ever let somebody shut down important aspects of a conversation because they're shutting you down. They're rejecting, it's a rejection. If you're interested in something and someone else shuts you down, they are rejecting you, significant parts of you. It is a a huge rejection. And try not to be in relationships, if at all possible, with people who reject significant portions of who you are. So you can sit there and say, you know, you can sit down and never change stuff in a relationship without making it explicit. You say, listen, I've kind of got into this bad habit that if you don't want to talk about something, we kind of end up not talking about it. I'm telling you that's going to change. I am no, cause I care about you. I, I want to have an open and honest relationship with you, right? And you know, you can get her agreement. I'm sure she doesn't want you to lie or fake or pretend to be something other than who you are. So you say, I want to have a, a very honest and open relationship with you. So I'm not going to pull back if a topic makes you uncomfortable. And you should not pull back if a topic makes me uncomfortable because we want to have full frankness in our conversations. That's called love. Love is not manipulation. It's not control. It's not punishment or bullying or withdrawal or censoring people. It's being fully open and curious about the other person's thoughts and feelings. And just say, I want to take us to the next level, which is real honesty. And you're going to have criticisms of me or thoughts about me that I might find uncomfortable or about my family. I'm going to have the same thing with you. And we're either going to find a way to have these conversations or we're not. But I'm not going to live in this limbo of half and half. That's right. Okay. All right. Let me know how it goes, man, and and thank you very much for the conversation.
2: I appreciate you, Stephen. Thank you. Thank you, man. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye.
1: Okay, up next we have Benjamin. Benjamin wrote in and said, I've recently had my 12-year-old stepson swallow a fistful of Advil, and when nothing obvious happened, he doubled the dose the following day. Fortunately, he got nervous and came clean, and I spent the evening with him in the ER and then overnight – in the city's children's clinic. The doctors tell us he is very fortunate to be alive and not have any long-term kidney damage. He seems like he was back to normal, but I, of course, thought things were pretty good when he did it. How do I keep something like this from happening again? That's from Benjamin.
0: Benjamin, how are you doing, man?
3: I'm all right, given the circumstances. <laughs> when did this happen? Uh, it's been about two or three weeks now. Maybe four <laughs> weeks. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, how are you doing? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous. I'm, I mean, I'm obviously talking about this isn't the easiest thing in the world, but no, no. Good I'm, for you, man. That's, that's, that's hard. And, um, well, well done. At this point, like it's, when I say things were fine, like he seemed like a happy enough kid we've had behavioral troubles for a long time and like trying to decide what to do and uh, just got to a point where we're just like, don't have any clue. We've been, we've got in a waiting line about five different counselors trying to get someone to see him, um, talk to him and stuff. But I don't, yeah. And how's your heart? How's your soul at the moment? Uh, it's 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 heavy that he felt like he had to do something like that or he and then I don't feel like I understand because he we asked him like did you want to what were you trying to do and he's like I don't I didn't want to kill myself or like did you know that the pills were toxic like we knew that you knew that we've told you like cuz we don't let him take Advil we give him children's Tylenol he's had some issues with his braces hurting and stuff so we're like no Advils for adults there could be problems it's not it's dangerous for kids repeatedly so he knew that but then he just repeated and then we're like well then why'd you do it the second time
0: I don't know now the ha- first time he didn't tell you is that right
3: yeah he didn't tell us at all we he just asked to stay behind at the house we walked he's twelve years old we walked two blocks down the street to the playground with our younger kids or have a a nine or an eight month old and a three year old and uh we just went to the park for a little bit for like an hour and we came back and he was- he was angry upset um but we just thought it was because he had lost xbox privileges he had stolen passwords from our our account like to try and i don't know get into stuff he wasn't supposed to on the internet
0: wait he stole passwords from your social media accounts or xbox accounts
3: uh like all of our passwords we have like a a password manager and he got in there and and Uh, wrote down a bunch of important passwords so that he could get into Xbox and social media and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Was it also to buy things online?
3: Uh, He, he, we don't know. I guess we caught him before he bought things. He, I knew that he wanted some Fortnite expansion pack or something but and he had, uh, but he had some money that we were holding for him from Christmas that he wanted to spend. And, I don't think that he liked that we were we've been trying to teach him to be responsible with money and and uh, trying to explain to him before purchases were made like how much money should be saved and explained to him to I don't know just trying to teach him some financial responsibility before he just goes and blows it all.
0: And what are the other behavioral
3: problems that you've seen? Um. So I guess back maybe some background is good here he's he was uh, born in Eritrea i don't know if you know that country is like is it split off of ethiopia during a civil war when my wife was little um and when he came we had uh he was stabbing kids in kindergarten and with pencils and scissors and he basically had to be isolated by himself the whole first year uh as a separate table how, how
0: did he get from eritrea to y- your house
3: <laughs> so i met my wife in graduate school uh we were both getting our master's in molecular biology and, and uh, she had left him there with her mother till she could get planted and then after we got engaged he she went back to get him and uh came to live with us
0: wait sorry uh so so I'm just that was a little bit rapid. So you met your wife in graduate school. Is yep. she Ethiopian or Eritrean? Yes. Yes. And yeah, she she's black. It. Is that right? Uh, She's light. Yeah, she's black. <laughs> well, she's I'm, a little you know, I mean, than... I know that there's gradations and all of that, but ethnically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. would she be considered black? Yes. Okay. Okay. So she was in grad school and she had your stepson at some, I guess, what, 12 years ago, right? Ah uh, yeah. Yeah. And did she have him she, she had him when she was in Eritrea, right? Correct. And what was she was she born was she herself born in Eritrea?
3: Yeah, she was born she was born and grew up during a civil war there. Um she spent some time over in Ethiopia away from family with like to get out of the way, away from the bombings and stuff,
0: but and uh, where's the husband of of the father of her child? Of her child?
3: Uh, so she was she was raped Um, that's the the child was the product of that he he caused a little bit of trouble uh, at first getting the child out but then he he married somebody else and then left that person too and I think right now he's last we heard he was arrested for domestic abuse in California somewhere and how did he get into America? Um, I guess his parents were were uh, government officials in Eritrea. They had some kind of di- diplomatic status. I mean, I, I think
0: Aunt Rapist not number one in immigrant possibilities.
3: <laughs> she she never she never turned him in for that. Like so, she has a lot of shame associated with that. And so he
0: actually Oh so she let the rape well because she didn't report it, the rapist yeah. got into
3: America where he's now serving time for domestic violence. I don't know if he's serving time for it at this time. I assume there I don't know what the outcome of that trial was, just that he got arrested within the last year or so.
0: Right. Do you know much about the uh, the father?
3: I know that he also he got kicked out or expelled from U.S. schools because when he was young, they brought him over here for school. He was adopted. He was adopted from a conflict zone somewhere else in Africa <laughs> Um, by these people, uh, these government people who couldn't have their own kids. And uh, he was kicked out for biting and kicking and committing violence against these other kids at school. Right. And then he dropped out of high school, I guess, in Eritrea to join the military when he was sixteen or seventeen.
0: Do you know if he raped or was alleged to have raped more than one person?
3: Uh no no, I don't know. If anyone up, I mean he could have, for all we know, afterwards or And are you white? I am.
0: I mean I guess Benjamin I, I mean I guess my question is like, what are you doing? Why are you getting? I mean, involved with a <laughs> woman from Ethiopia who has a child through rape? Is there uh, no one else around?
3: I don't. I don't know. I, feel, I guess I had my own rough childhood, and uh, I lacked a lot of self confidence, and my wife. Now, wife really admired my intelligence, which was one of it was a prideful thing for me, I guess. Well, I, she comes she, from a region.
0: I don't know if you know this. The Ethiopian average. I know it's not exactly the same as Eritrea, but it's probably not wildly off the average IQ in Ethiopia. Do you know what that is? Sixty-seven. Well, I got sixty-nine, but uh, you may know oh, better than sorry. I do. No, her country is sixty-seven. Then. Sixty-seven. uh Yeah, I know there's two points difference between Ethiopia and Eritrea. Yeah, it may not be. It may be a distinction without much of a difference. But
3: okay, I know. She so scored, she scored higher than me on the GRE. So I, I mean, she's smart. But well, but there's regression to the mean. Yeah, I know.
0: And as you know, it's not like there's determinism, but there is a lot of personality traits are well, all personality, all personality traits have genetic inheritance to some degree or another. Right. Right. And how uh, she, old was your stepson? Yeah. When
3: you met his mother. Uh he was 4, but he was still over in Eritrea. He came over when he was 5. Oh, so he was separated from his mom. Yeah. And why was that? Um the country is is uh it's kind of like North Korea. They don't really let people out, and when they do they like to hold collateral. So, part of her visa to come visit the United States was given because they held him and they they assumed that she would come, not leave. They but then why would they, advantage. if he
0: was the, quote, hostage, right, then why would they let him go?
3: So, it's always in flux. Like, they change laws to allow people, people they want to get out, to get out. And so, the laws will, like, change for a week or two or a month and then they'll go back and forth. and. So, there was a period there where they thought it was going to be okay. And then also, she had – her father was a uh, a businessman who owned a fairly – like, as far as the country is concerned, like, the biggest they had for – and her mother ran the business, and she stood to inherit quite a bit as far as their country was concerned. So
0: – And how they, long – uh, how long – into date, like, did you know before you started dating her that she had a baby from
3: rape who was going to rejoin the family? So I didn't find out that it was rape until after we were married. Um, actually, a lot of this stuff came out very slowly over a long period of time. She didn't tell you mm-hmm. that the boy who was going
0: to be your stepson who you were going to be legally and financially and morally responsible for, she did not tell you that he was the product of rape. That's correct. And how long after you were married? Well, how long did you date
3: before you got married? Uh, It's about two years. We got married right after graduate school. So it was, yeah, about two years.
0: And how long after you got married did you find out that the boy was the product of a rape?
3: Uh,
0: maybe four years. Four years after you were married? Yeah. And how did that come
3: up? Um, it was just. It was a conversation about. It just. I kept asking. It's still. She kept just saying that we did this and this happened. And I was like, what do you mean it happened? Eventually, I just... As the trust grew between us, I guess, she just opened up more about the circumstances surrounding um, her son being born and what happened before. Um, as the she trust grew? <laughs> w-
0: from where? <laughs> She's keeping a massive secret about the origin story
3: of your stepson. Right.
0: Where is the trust to begin with?
3: Um, I don't know. She Part of it was she didn't really see it as rape because she told him no, I guess, but she didn't fight back. And it wasn't the same as – so when she was 17, she was tied to a bed. By a significantly older friend of the family who was planning to rape her, but then didn't because he thought he heard her father coming home. So then he untied her real quick and then got out of there before he came in the house. And so that's like, that was what she thought of as rape. So then it was like, well, this guy she was dating and planned to break up with decided that before she broke up with him he was going to take what he wanted and it wasn't she felt like it was her fault partly because she had been dating him and put herself alone in a room with him and like her parents had been telling her not to date this guy so was it rape or not by my yeah absolutely i mean is that what she says it was At this point, yes. (laughs) Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. It's like, at this point, we both agree and accept that what happened wasn't consensual and shouldn't have happened. And that actually helped her, I guess, to What
0: did, did you ask her before, obviously, I assume you did before you dated or before you, okay, how long after you started dating or before you started dating, did you know that she had a, a son?
3: Uh, within about two months after we started dating.
0: What? She didn't tell you for two months that she's a mom? Right. Dude, what the fuck? No, it's it, like it, what? It, Are you a gargoyle? Are you Quasimodo? Do you have a foot coming out of your forehead? What the hell?
3: She was really scared to chase me away. I'm, I'm actually a really pretty, really handsome guy. Um, and she thought so too. And she just really said that she had a lot of insecurity about dating me that she didn't want to lose me. So she was always afraid to let me know that one next thing. And
0: did you have sex before she told you? Uh, Yes, we did. Right. So she throws the V-bomb at you and then she tells you after you're already bonded sexually, right? Right. Right. And was there anyone in your life that you were keeping apprised of what's going on with this woman? Uh, my f- family. And What's, what did they say?
3: Uh, I think at one point my at one point my brother told me that uh, to watch out because he didn't trust her. But it, that kind of passed, and I don't so know, nobody in your life said her. to you,
0: "This is a woman who lied to you about being a mom." Until you were in a relationship with her for two months. How long did you know her before you started dating her? Uh, about two months. Right. So she did not tell you. And that is a lie. Don't I, I don't care about this lying by omission. That's a straight up lie. Yeah. That is a straight up foundational lie.
3: And that should be it, right? My dad just told me you need to make her, it means you're not making her feel safe enough that she doesn't feel comfortable telling you. So it was your fault that she lied to you about being a mom.
0: Right. Good job, dad. Way to help your son. <sighs> is, is your father like a female slave as well? Is he just like, well, whatever women need, that's what our job is to provide.
3: Uh, yeah, no, I, I've seen that more recent. I mean, I guess it's always been that way. Like, everything revolves around making sure my mom doesn't cry or get upset. Ah, right.
0: So your mother rules through emotional manipulation and bullying. And your dad then says to you, well, son, it's really, really important that you appease this woman because it's your fault. She's even remotely upset. Right. All right. So, how long um, after you got married did the son show up?
3: Uh, he showed up uh, eight months before we got married. So, during our last year of graduate school, he was he was there.
0: So, you knew this boy for almost five years before finding out that he was the product of a rape. Yeah. All right. So the boy shows up eight months before you get married. And how did he seem at the time?
3: Um, Impulsive, a little bit scared and frustrated. I don't know. He was, he was five years old. He didn't speak the language. He was thrown into public school. Um, He was, I. Wait,
0: why was he, why was he thrown into public school? (sighs) <sighs> I mean, you don't take a traumatized kid who doesn't speak the language and throw him in public school, right? I know. No, I what know do you mean? Now. You you were the father at this point.
3: I wasn't at that point. I was. Oh, sorry. That was before
0: you were we eight months married. away from being the stepfather, right? Correct. So, and did you say?
3: You, did you say to your fiance, "Like you? No, you can't do that." Yeah. Well, I told her it wasn't a good idea, but I mean. And did she, she listen to, th- to you? No. <laughs> no, I, I begged her to homeschool for a couple of years and I guess recently. So, you two years ago, he start, she started homeschooling him after listening to you and discussing things. And there's been tremendous growth, Stefan. I can say that our marriage right now is really, it's been really wonderful for the last two years. Um, honesty has become a virtue that we both share and Yeah, um, I'm going to have to hold off on the sales job for just a moment (laughs)
0: because trying to sell me on the wonderfulness of the marriage at the moment is a bit of an uphill battle. So I just being honest with you about where I am, Benjamin. So just be patient with me as I (laughs) process this stuff. Now, you did say that in kindergarten, wasn't he biting kids and stuff like that? Yeah. So what happened with him? This is when he was five and he went to kindergarten. Is that right? Right. So you took a kid who was an illiterate and English rape baby, dumped him in government schools, and it didn't work out right right and what was he doing in kindergarten
3: uh, he was just frustrated like a- attacking other kids that touched his side of the desk, I guess, and he uh was out making outbursts, trying to get attention all the time uh,
0: what what right? What right did you as a family have to put the other kids through this?
3: None, Stefan. What we did is just survival, I guess. No, 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 no. No, don't give me that. (laughs) This
0: was not survival. You had choices. Like, can you imagine the other kids facing this kid? Right. What it was like for them, what it was like
3: for the other parents? I told her that, too. I told, explained to her that that's, that he should come home, that he should be homeschooled. Um,
0: and why did she want to? to? To to try and reestablish some kind of bond? So that he's not further traumatized.
3: Right. Uh, she felt like that uh, American schools were going to give him the edge he needed to succeed and the united states like he needed to learn english and he needed well, to go through the she program him? why is it the taxpayer's job to she did extensively educate him after school and during the summers because uh, she spent a lot of time with him like that and what happened to his behaviors uh they continued nothing uh,
0: really got resolved and now he's bigger and stronger right is he still getting into fights and stuff Uh, yeah. And what kind of fights is he getting into? Like, are they big fist fights? Um, Are they beatings? What is he doing?
3: He got in a fist fight, uh, was it, within the last two months at school, he got in school suspension for three days for, uh, I guess, I guess the other kid was the aggressor. He kind of provoked it by flipping him off and I guess being belligerent to him and then they fought in the hallway i guess some other kids ragging him on
1: and he has just his started english?
3: oh his english is perfect now very good and has he had uh
0: any kind of intelligence testing
3: yeah the school tests him. Mean, he has an iq of 120.
0: and is that tested by the school or independent
3: uh that was tested by a school psychologist i guess
0: And what other behavioral problems does he have other than fighting?
3: Um, Talking out in class, I guess, off-topic conversations. Things aren't as bad, I guess, as they used to be, but uh, it's mostly just inattentiveness to his schoolwork. He's a super social person. He just wants to be the center of attention. My dad said if he was born in a different I shouldn't even say different. He, my dad always said he'd make a good politician. He likes to talk and have people look up to him.
0: Right. And how's
3: his bond with his mom? Uh, that's it's it's not good. Uh, no, we did try and homeschool him the last two years, and a week before this pill incident, like. He's been, was begging to go back to public school and we finally did it. And he went for a week. And then this incident occurred during spring break, like a couple of days after his first week back at school. But we sent him back because he was, he really wanted to go back, be with the other kids and he couldn't stand being home with his mom. And she, it was, it was just so miserable for her to be home with him that she just asked me can we send him back to school like I just can't handle it with the other two kids at home
0: and what couldn't she handle
3: uh this screaming he's they they yell at each other just and just are you telling me that you're
0: in a wonderful marriage where your wife is screaming at your (laughs) stepson
3: yeah I, I I, I love my relationship with her. I, it's hard to see how she treats him, but she treats her other two kids very one, very lovingly. And it's, I, I wonder sometimes if there's jealousy there. Like, you think <laughs> you got a three year old, you got an
0: eight month old who weren't being raised in Eritrea, who was taking care of your stepson before he came over to America? Uh, his, my wife's mother. And what's she like as a parent?
3: Oh, she's she raised a, a liar. <laughs> oh, She's a mess. She came to live with us for a couple of years and I and, well, uh, she came to,
0: she,
3: <laughs> yeah, she
0: came to live with you for a couple of years
3: yeah yep so that eventually was it was it was it, out.
0: was it a friend of your <laughs> wife's mother who tried to rape your wife
3: a friend of my wife's mother oh no no it was a f- friend of my wife's brother ah okay yeah okay but still given access to the household
0: yeah man, you're like just this, this one big immigration
3: soup here.
0: She came to live with you for a couple of years.
3: Yep. How was that? Uh, it it's terrible. My wife was stressed out all the time. They got in fights constantly, and I never understood what she was saying. But, but it's a great marriage, right? Just dig the needles in. Well, it's mostly it's been better since she left. She stormed out. They got out a huge fight one day and she stormed out and said she wanted to go back to Africa. So she wanted to live with her, my wife's sister. Oh, she didn't actually go back to Africa? No. No, no, of course not.
0: And does she work this, uh, your wife's mother?
3: Uh, no. No. What does she live on? Uh, her Her daughter. Daughter is as she works um, at a retail store. Um, that's I guess they have, she has a one-bedroom apartment. I guess she sleeps on the couch. One of them does. It's not a it's not a wonderful life, but she's got two other sons that live in the United States. One's an MD, and the other's got a PhD in chemistry. And uh, neither one of them want to have her live with them. Is I mean, it's is is she a legal immigrant? Yeah, yeah, she's uh, excellent sponsor. Yeah, 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 uh, she's
0: putting she's the chain in chain Obama migration. <laughs> All right, so your wife screams at her mom she screams at her son but she's great with you and the other kids although your other kids have also growing up has also grown up with a wife screaming at the mom and screaming at her son right and then the son screaming and the mom so a lot of screaming for your eight-month-old and three-year-old i mean i don't know when the your grand step-grandmother left but a lot of screaming right she left before the second one was born so she's okay so the three-year-old experienced a lot of Mom yeah, some- grandmom screaming and they both experienced the mom screaming at the son. Great. And what do you do when this screaming is going on?
3: Uh <sighs> I uh I try my best to just calm it calm her down. I've been able to try and reason with uh reason with both of them a little bit. Explain to her that she's setting a bad example. How do you expect him not to yell at you when you're yelling at him? It, the, then some of the mirror behavior we saw show up in the three-year-old, and that's really that really shocked her into, into changing her behavior significantly in the last year.
0: Oh, so the fact that it bothered you was not as important as the fact that it was imprinting on the three-year-old. Wow. Well, Yeah, but it's a great marriage. No, come on. If it bothers you, she should reflect and alter the behavior, right?
3: I can't. I couldn't be judgmental because I, I was, I was. I guess I was raised in a household like where my mom would scream at me, and then my dad would. I mean. my mom would scream at me until and I would scream back at her and then my dad would beat me with a belt because I screamed at my mom and I just was like yeah but you know that's bad behavior right I've learned to I mean wait have you done
0: the screaming at home too
3: (sighs) well so I've I've done the screaming and I've done the belt I've what do you mean you've done Christian the belt? Parenting books.
0: Wait, wait, what do you mean you've done the belt?
3: <laughs> so there's probably a dozen times. So when we were first having trouble with my stepson, I I, I read a Christian parenting book on how to sit down with your child and explain to him why he's getting spanked and there's going to be a certain number of swats. And like, I tried not to do it the same way my dad did in just a rage of just flailing hands and belts and stuff but I still I did spank him I did yell I I tried everything I could think of to get him to stop hitting other kids and stop lying to us but you beat him with a belt is that right that's right how many times it's less than 12 more than 5 ish and uh, what about spanking as a whole I mean that's what I it was i those are the only times. It was with a belt each time because you're not supposed to use your hand because then they associate. I don't know. The books is probably it was bullshit, but it was you're, it, it directed you to use an implement, and not your hand, because it's something about associating the hand as being you. Yeah. Don't somehow want. the kid doesn't know that it's your hand wielding the implement. It's magic. <laughs> yeah. It was always associated with him either lying or. Hitting another child. Wait, 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 wait. Lying? Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: So lying is a big, big problem, right? Right. Unless it happens to be, I don't know, concealing the fact that you have a rape baby. Right. You have no problem with that. In fact, you marry that. Right. Right? Concealing the fact that you're a mom at all. Right. So, you have a great relationship with your wife, who's lied to you enormously, but you beat your stepson for lying, right? Right. And these are just your wife's lies that you know about, right? Right. The ones she has confessed. Could be untold <laughs> more. I think I've got all of them out of her. <laughs> Did you think after the first lie that you'd got them all? No. Yeah. I so can't. your your knowledge of when you've got the last lie out of your wife is not particularly consistent, right? Right. So is your son in with the general population of of kids or is he in some sort of special class or
3: Uh so he's he's in the general population of kids right now.
0: Uh and um, so he's got he's lying and and getting involved in fights. Is there anything else? Has there been shoplifting or anything like that? Uh, no shoplifting. No. Uh, well, that you know of, but I'm not trying to make you paranoid. But
3: right, yeah, no, not that I know of. No, it's just, and even the, I don't know, the fights have settled down. I guess there was the one that they said the other kid was the one that kind of provoked the, or started the fight.
0: And uh, I guess is he just going through puberty at the moment? Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. So he's going to start getting all that testosterone and and adrenaline and cortisol and, you know, all of these kinds of hormones that can start running through his system, right? Right. And... How do you think that's going to go?
3: Oh, and he's going to get big, right? Yeah, um, me and him seem to get along pretty well. I wish that I could be the one to stay home with him, honestly. I uh, thanks to you, honestly. I found. I mean, he's really a reasonable guy. As far as like, he takes if I can if I can argue him into a position it's so much better so like i diffused breakfast the other morning when he was telling his mom how he hates that food like i don't want to eat that why do you make this for me and i asked him i said i said do, do, do you do you think that i'm in shape and he's like well yeah and it's like do you think that has something to do with what mom feeds me and he says yeah i said well maybe if you eat what i eat then you'll also get into better shape and he was like ah oh, you're right thanks mom and it was just it was pretty simple. It's been pretty simple, at least with me. He seems to listen and respond to understand the argument and reason why did we do things a certain way. And, uh, I, I really think that there's some underlying. He doesn't, I've apologized to him extensively for yelling at him and every time that I, I, I beat him with the I won't even use the word spanked. I just, I beat him. And uh, even just yesterday, I just, I remembered that I had done it and I asked forgiveness again, specifically to him. And and he has forgiven me. And, and I think seeing somebody admit their wrongdoing and ask for forgiveness and, and uh, be willing to back down in an argument when he says, well, you did this. And I can say, well, yeah, but I'm incredibly sorry that I did this. It's not Okay fortunately i have i've been able to have i can tell a good influence on him and he doesn't yell and scream at me
0: but benjamin if your relationship with him is so good why did he try to kill himself twice
3: that's what is so baffle that's why i think maybe it's not enough I'm not home most of the, like I go to work in the morning. I don't get home until six or seven after I work out. So then I spend like two hours with the kids before it's bedtime and then go to work the next day. I got weekends, but I think part of it is he's a little emotionally unstable. Like he gets super happy and like exuberant and, the, and then he'll he'll disappoint me his mom and then they'll just like oh life is sh- terrible I, I hate everything I'm going to go play Xbox in my room for 20 hours or something
0: does he uh, say very harsh things in the family
3: uh, yeah like one. yeah. he t- told our three year old I hate you I wish I never had a brother that was this week like, that, was, that was pretty hard
0: how did the three-year-old react?
3: He, t- he's, I don't know. He, he, does, he cries. He'll be upset. And like, he wants to play with them. He looks up to him. He wants to be around him. Not for long.
0: Yeah. What else has he said? Your son, your stepson? Um,
3: uh, why didn't you just abort me? Why, uh, I don't <laughs> that's probably the worst. Or like, I'm just going to run away. I hate you. Why do I have to be part of this family?
0: And why does he, um, why did he say, why didn't you just abort me? Do you know what was happening at the time?
3: Uh, Just vaguely that it was a big fight with his mom again. Like, If you're so disappointed in me, basically, why, like, why did you even want to have me? If you're just gonna treat me like, like you don't want me around? And what is uh, your wife's perception of her son? Uh, That he has a lot of potential, but (laughs) that. Unless he gets some emotional control over himself, that he's not going to be able to be a good husband or father, have a good life.
0: And does she enjoy his company in any circumstance or any situation? In other words, do they have a a relationship that has some good times and some bad times, or is it mostly negative or something else?
3: Uh I think it's mostly negative. I don't know. I mean we we go out when we go out as a family, she's mostly has the baby that she's still breastfeeding and the three year old that she pays attention to. And I've uh, I've told her it'd be good maybe if they went to counseling together. Just the two of them. What, do they do
0: stuff for just the two of them? No. Why? Well, rather, why not? Uh, yeah, I guess they don't have any common interests. What do you mean they don't have any common interests? She's the mom. That's her job is to find common interests and common ground with her son. I mean, if they don't go out together, who does he have a singular relationship with in the family? Me. No, yes. you're gone. As you say, you're at work and then well, you're working out, right? So who does he have or who does he go out with one-on-one? Let's Let me ask you that.
3: Obviously well, not take,
0: your kids, but not his mom, I, but you
3: Yeah, I've taken him out to the movie theater, I take him out to I I mean we take him to basketball practice. It's, no 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 no. But to, when you're going out and having
0: games. a conversation, not a movie and
3: Oh yeah, no me. Me. Um
0: I, Do you go I out and have it. like conversations about things that matter on a regular basis or?
3: Yeah, yeah. And how Nobody's often does upset. that happen? I'll go to his room oh a couple times a week. I'll just talk to him and say how are you? How are things going? Talk to him about his mom and if he has concerns or like. So your job is to fix the relationship with the mom.
0: I think. Right. Please yeah, understand, yeah. I'm no psychologist. It's just my particular perspective. Right. But the mom is the birth mom. Right. And I'm pretty sure he needs to have a good relationship with his mom. So. And if he's saying to his mom, why didn't you just kill me in the womb? (laughs) Again, I'm no psychologist, but that does not seem to me like a good part of the relationship. And that is, understand, I mean, you understand, that is a level of nihilism and a thirst for, for non-existence that is probably not unrelated to him swallowing a bunch of pills. In other words, I can abort myself right now. Right. I didn't even think of that. Why didn't you just abort me is a suicidal wish, isn't it? A wish wish for non-existence. You pointed out. (laughs) Well, how long before he took the pills did he say that?
3: Maybe a week or two. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He doesn't say that to you. I mean, obviously, the abort thing, but he doesn't – I assume he doesn't express that wish for non-existence to you. He expresses it to his mom. Right. Right. And do you – let's be brutally honest here, which is – let me ask you this, Benjamin. Do you think that your wife would miss her son if he was gone? Let's just say he went back to Eritrea. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that, that she would view that as a bad thing? Or it would be like, yeah, I can get used to this.
3: Obvious I
0: No no. Brutal honesty time, no sentimentality.
3: Yeah. No, I There was definitely I would have definitely said no when he first got here, but the relationship has degraded steadily since then to the point where where I think at least if you got sent to like boarding school, she would be fine with it. What do you mean fine?
0: Like relieved, or would it be a good thing it, or what? I think it'd be relief. Yeah. Because you be know, fine. if she wants him gone, he may be getting that.
3: Right. You understand? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I guess if subliminally she just is, would be relieved of not having to deal with him, like, she could be sending signals, I guess. Or, what did your wife
0: say when your stepson said, why didn't you just abort me?
3: Uh, I wasn't there for that. Do uh, you, she, did she report what she said, or you don't know? Yeah, she reported what she... Uh, she just she told me that he said that, and, like... That that was a bad thing that he shouldn't have said that, and that I should do something about it. It's like, what well, do you, you should do something about it. <laughs> like, go talk to him
0: and remind me. So he said to the three-year-old, "I hate you. I wish you were never born. I wish I never had a brother." Right, which is kind of like I hate you and I wish you were never born. Right, right, right. Where do you think your stepson may have heard language like "I hate you" and "I wish you'd never been born," or
3: sentiments like that? This is why I called you Stefan. This, is, oh yes, um, I guess her was, but she never said it to him. But what do you mean she never said it to him? She never said. Oh, you I hate don't you know. She's, never born. she's a liar. She never said it to my knowledge, and.
0: Her well, that's quite a different thing now, isn't it?
3: I would assume that our son would have told me if she would have said something like that. Because I do have a relationship with him where I, I believe he would tell me if she was that blatant. Right.
0: But if you have a relationship, With your son, your stepson, where he tells you difficult things, Benjamin, then why did he try and kill himself twice without talking to you?
3: He did finally tell me. That's, I mean. You
0: understand what I'm saying. Please don't start hedging this.
3: I believe it's because it was an impulsive thing. He wasn't planning on it. And then I wasn't there when he just decided to do it. But he did it twice. Well, that's true. No, come on, man. Are you trying to work with me here or just fog me? Yeah, yeah. No, no. The relationship must not be as close as as I thought it was. He's
0: stealing passwords from your password manager, man. Right. What do you mean you're close? (sighs) You're close like he might be committing identity theft. I don't know. Right. I mean, I just, I feel like I kind of need to... Put a grappling hook in your brain and pull you back down to the world that you're actually in.
3: Right. No, I, I feel like when I talk to him and I just ask him directly, he's he opens up to me. And he, but it's a there's a conflict there clearly. I don't, what do
0: you mean? There's conflict there clearly.
3: So I had talked to a counselor once about this, and she. <laughs> funny story she sent me She's. I she bet you she heard my story and she said, said you're going to need pharmaceuticals for this I'm going to refer you to a psychiatrist she like, said just, to you
0: yeah that so you I, need to take what antidepressants or something
3: uh, they put me on methylphenidate just to deal with like stress in my life and to perform at kind of a higher level I was like I don't know I told him that I had been on him as a child and uh, for ADHD, and they were like, "Well, maybe you'll be better able to deal with all these stressful things if a little medicated." I but mean, she, what is your? She told me that as long as her had a relationship with one parent, that it was going to be that he'd probably be okay, and that if I fostered this relationship, that that I could help him out, right. Do
0: you think that your wife wants to put in the work to have a halfway decent relationship with her son?
3: She's expressed that she doesn't multiple times. Like I Sorry, she
0: does asking, or doesn't? She,
3: she doesn't. Every time I... Oh, every she time doesn't I suggest, want to
0: try and fix the relationship with her son.
3: Every time I suggest ways that she could, she doesn't want to put forth that effort whether it's and
0: why is that do you think
3: (sighs) i don't know i think part of it is because there's something in her something in our son that reminds her of his father and uh that's kind of a trigger for her that is one of the problems with children of rape right
0: right particularly sons right He'll do things. But that, why, why do you think she brought him from Eritrea?
3: Uh, well, at the time, she believed that it was all envir- – like she, she had this in her head that genetics had nothing to do with the outcome and it was all that she was a good mother and that she was going to raise him right and turn him but into a good But she wasn't man. even
0: remotely a good mother. She dumped an illiterate rape baby into a government school. Right. I
3: mean, tell me what I'm missing. No, you're right. She, she didn't believe that that was the wrong thing to do. I mean, she thought. But she she was she's a add- very intelligent
0: woman, right? Right. You guys met she in graduate school.
3: Raised in government school in Eritrea, brainwashed by the state, <laughs> she was. Oh, she had- so
0: she couldn't make that kind of adaptation to
3: even remotely Western values. She has adapted. Over time, but it wasn't an instantaneous thing like magic dirt. Okay, let me ask you this Benjamin. Yes.
0: Your stepson took fistfuls of pills two days in a row. Right. What is your wife doing about this? Uh, trying to get him an account, connected with a counselor. So she's basically putting him on someone else again, right? I'm going to assume it's not the first counselor.
3: Uh, would be for him.
0: Yeah. Oh, who else?
3: Uh, she saw a counselor for a while when, um, when my when uh, our se- second son was born. Then why is that? Uh, she's stressed out. She, uh, we put him into daycare and she was working. Which, which, which did you put into daycare? The second son for the, for about three months, I guess after. When he was a baby? Yeah. How old was he? Uh, three months old until six months old.
0: And he was in daycare like eight hours a day. Yep. Yep. Ooh, how did she breastfeed?
3: She pumped into bottles and left them with the daycare people.
0: And did she stay home with the three-year-old?
3: Uh, for the well, that's the three-year-old. This when the, the he was the one. The oh, when the three-year-old three. was a baby. Yeah.
0: Okay. Right. And that's when she went. Did she have postpartum depression, or why? Why, why did she put the?
3: Uh, she wanted to work. She had a master's degree and she was working at a big company near in a near in the East Coast, um, as a microbiologist. Um, oh, so she had a
0: baby and she wanted to work, so she put the baby in a daycare, right? And why did she take the baby out of a daycare?
3: Uh, that's when her mom came to live with us.
0: uh, Oh, and the mom then took over the raising of your three-year-old. Right. The mom who screams at her daughter. Right. And did your mom use corporal punishment?
3: Uh, She didn't. No. She did not. That you know of. Correct. All right. He was still a baby. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well,
0: no. Babies got hit, too. Right. And how does your life seem these days, Benjamin? <laughs> this can't be what you imagine family life to be,
3: is it? Uh, I, I, I I still feels way better than when I grew up. I <laughs> oh come on, are you saying that
0: a double suicide attempt is better? This is a step up.
3: Oh no, no, I guess not that. No, what do you mean, not, not, not that? that? That's what you're calling in about. Right. No, I. Yeah, I don't know. Things seem. Yeah, I'm not sure how to deal with that. That seems like the one isolated thing in this whole thing that. Well, that's a stupid thing to say. It's not.
0: isolated. No. Wait, oh, wait, wait. Hang on. Isolated thing. That is a very interesting phrase isolated thing like your stepson an isolated thing
3: right yeah yeah he probably feels pretty isolated in his own home he he yearns for connection that's probably why he wants so badly to be at school to make friends away from us (laughs)
0: well yeah I mean I my suggestion would be to you mean you just sit down with your wife and tell her she's got to step up right right she got to step up and she's got to connect with her son yeah does he know that he's the product of rape he does how does he know
3: um that came up within the last month no, no, i no, guess no. nothing comes up sorry who
0: told him
3: <laughs> his mom right i i i
0: think so oh come on man what are you doing yes 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 his mom of course it was his mom <laughs> i mean i hope you i hope your other kids don't know no they don't so why did Your wife tell her son that he was the product of rape when he's 11 or 12 years old.
3: You know what? I don't think she did. I think I did. What do you mean you think you did? That's something you remember. It is. I remember the conversation. I was trying to explain to him why she screams at him so much. And like that there was something bad that happened and that this could affect the way she, had, like some of her response could be, remind her of your father and what happened.
0: Well, what do you mean, something bad? Did you tell him that he was the product of rape?
3: Yes, that it was not. Yes. Yes, I did.
0: And how long ago did that happen, Benjamin?
3: Uh, it's in the last three or four weeks. It was. Are you kidding me? No, this was after the incident, but yeah. Oh, this is after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took the... There was, there was some conversation, deep conversations about what was going on. At, uh,
0: and does your it. wife know that you told her son that he was the product of rape? Yes. And what does she, she was, think of you telling him? She was fine with it. She and what was, do you think of you telling him?
3: <sighs> well, right now I'm feeling a lot of shame that that shouldn't have been done. At the time, I felt like he's something he's, he should know at some point in his life. Maybe, like, radical honesty. that There shouldn't be any secrets. You can't deal with something that's hidden. When he's that a was child,
0: the- for God's sakes.
3: Right.
0: I mean, parents have sex. You don't have sex in front of the kid. Well, being honest. No. Everybody knows that everybody craps, but you don't crap on the street. Right. And he's a child.
3: I told And it's respect. again
0: trying to rescue your wife. Right. Rather than her upping her game and becoming a better mother, this kid now has to live with this burden. When did he say, why didn't you just abort me? Was it after you told him that he was the product of rape? No, that was before. Unless, of course, because that's why didn't you just abort me? To me is a statement that comes from a child who knows he's the product of rape. Right. Uh So maybe the grandmother. Told him. Maybe some other family told him. Other family member told him. Maybe your. I don't trust a thing she says. To be honest with you. So maybe your wife told him. It just seems like that's an odd thing to say. Like you could say, "I wish I'd never been born" or something. But saying, "Why didn't you just abort me?" Would seem to me to come from knowledge. But what do I know?
3: I'm just telling you what I think. Um, At that point, he would have thought that that he was an accident with the guy she was dating. Right. So, I mean, he knew that it wasn't on purpose that she decided to have a child in Eritrea with some guy who took off like, right I assume he's never
0: met his dad, right? Uh,
3: he would have met him before the age of three. He doesn't remember him. Right.
0: Now, just remind me of the timeline here, Benjamin. Did you know that your stepson was the product of rape before you decided to have two more kids with his mom? No. Did you know before the newest? You did know before the eight-month-old, right? No. Okay, sorry, I've lost the timeline. So
3: Wait, no, that's maybe that's right. I did know
0: before the eight-month-old. But not before the three-year-old. Correct. So it's more recent than, I guess, three years and nine months that you have known that your stepson was a product of rape. Right. Right. And tell me what you love about your wife.
3: Her willingness to grow, I've seen growth. She never rejects a good argument. There's been a lot of... She's changed her mind a lot of times on a lot of things. And... She respects my honesty. I have...
0: (laughs) Not honesty as a general
3: principle, but yours. My honesty, yeah been nothing but honest with her ever since i've met her i mean it, i've been honest path i've been told i've been too honest since i was a kid i had a strong incident where my brother lied and i got beat for it and uh <laughs> my brother ended up being a liar and i ended up being pathological need to tell the truth because someone might get hurt now you just had an early pattern of covering up for bad people
0: yeah so she's willing to grow. She respects your honesty, although not honesty as a principle. And what else?
3: Well, she's become, my honesty has led her to be more honest with me, I guess, to volunteer, to tell me when she has lied in the past. Um, she's very intelligent. She shares my moral values as far as knowing that the ten commandments i guess we're both raised in a christian household we both go to church together finds it important
0: thou that, shalt not bear false witness right yeah so not that christian
3: <sighs> it's a uh, it was more of a knowledge that it was wrong what she was doing and she felt guilt for it and was willing to change so
0: Well, willing to change after she was married, willing to change after she had sex with you before marriage, which is also not wildly Christian. Right, right.
3: No, that's right. um, So she, over time, I guess she was willing to agree to homeschool, even though he's, I guess he's back now. But she also quit her job now to move with me to a location outside of the city where I can provide for the whole family and she can stay home with our kids. So She's full-time stay-at-home mom now.
0: Hmm. Uh, but your son's now, stepson's going to go to a new school,
3: right? Well, he's been going, we've been trying him out in the public school. There's about six, uh, about eight weeks left in the semester. And if he finishes up, then he can do the online homeschool curriculum if it doesn't work out. Although,
0: But how's the homeschooling going to work if he's screaming at his mom all the time?
3: Well, we told him if he got straight A's that he could stay in school next year. So she's really hoping that he does. Wow. But I don't know. She feels like things were getting better when he was homeschooling, at least as far as the screaming and everything and his behavior was getting Better they were, relationship was building, and she feels like now when he gets home from school, he's worse than he was all day when he was homeschooling. There's just, I don't know. Hmm.
0: And remind me, when did he take these pills? Uh
3: about uh, between four and six weeks uh, I think four weeks ago I thought it was two to three at the beginning but I uh, yeah I'm trying to remember back Uh, it was right before spring break it would have been about four weeks I was thinking it was more recent than it was
0: okay no I just was I'm not trying to catch you I'm just trying to make sure I get the timeline somewhat straight well Benjamin you got a mess yeah you got a mess because you didn't follow your christian values right right you got involved with a woman before marriage right you got involved with a woman and found out two months after you started sleeping with her or dating her that she was a mother and hadn't even told you right now that should have been enough for you to say Well, you have borne a pretty significant false witness to me, honey. I hate to say it, but good luck. I'm going to go find me a nice unattached woman with a child I can raise who's not been raised in a freaking war zone and is the child of a rapist. Right. So it was a lack of integrity on your part and a lack of integrity on her part. Because you say, well, I'm a real honest person, right? Yeah. But you weren't honest. With regards to your values were you appalled when you found out she was a mom and had lied yeah. to you about it yeah and what did you say
3: i you better not lie to me again we had a big fight and i told her yeah basically and then she did and what were the
0: consequences <laughs> of her lying to you again
3: mm, we broke up a couple of times no
0: you already married by then right when you when you found out he was a rape baby well, there's
3: a couple more lies in between. There. And what were those lies? Uh, she, so she, after she got pregnant in order to avoid shame, she married the guy. So she didn't tell me that she got married. Wait, to, what? Yeah. She married the rapist? Yep. Well, th- th- the, that's news the, to me. Not in the church, but at the court so that the child would be legitimate for purposes of like. I don't know, birth certificate and stuff. I couldn't really understand why she did it. Like, that was really confusing to me. Did? She filed for divorce within three months after they got married, or immediately after they got married, the was finalized, I guess, three months after they got married. So, a sham marriage. (laughs) Yeah. Right.
0: So, not only was she a single mother and didn't tell you she was a divorcee, and when did you find that out? right after i proposed to her so you weren't married yet and you found out she'd lied to you about being a mom and lied to you about being married
3: right and
0: what were you thinking
3: i don't know i i at that point i was like fuzzed out She was a very beautiful woman.
0: Ah, that was my next question. So how pretty (laughs) is she? Uh, She was a 10. Okay. So she's gorgeous and she can get away with murder. Yeah. And this is the price you pay for not being a Christian, Benjamin. What does the Christian say about the pleasures of the flesh? What does Christianity say about the body versus the soul? What does Christianity say about the flesh versus the virtue?
3: <laughs> First of the flesh lead to fire. I guess. Like well, that. yeah, and you are in a kind of hell. Right, you
0: are in a kind of hell, and this is what happens when you marry a continually lying single mom divorcee who's hiding fundamentals of her life from you. Yeah, when you allow yourself to be drawn in by vanity, the pleasures of the flesh and you ignore foundational virtues that are required for a healthy relationship. Yeah. And she saw her ticket. Yep. So please don't tell me about all the Christian values that
3: you share, okay? All right. No.
0: Do you go to church? you have a priest? Did you talk to anyone about any of this?
3: We go to church, um, Baptist, but uh, I i don't know. I've been thinking about going to a men's group on Sunday night.
0: Oh, <laughs> man, you go to a men's group, you're going to get some words, my friend. May not be the worst thing in the world. It may be just what you need, but you're going to get some words.
3: Yeah. Well, I think I'll go. I think I need the support from somebody.
0: So why did she want to marry you? What did you have Uh, to offer her other than citizenship?
3: (laughs) Nothing at the time I was broke. When we first got married, I worked in a factory for nine bucks an hour. Um, so why did she want to marry you? <laughs> she said, "She said, well, on her part, she, I was a very attractive guy too. She said I looked like a movie star. I was like, like that stroked my vanity a little bit that she was thought I was very attractive as well. I was tall guy, six three. I was one hundred eighty five pounds. Did karate. I was really fit. Had six pack. But yeah."
0: So vanity was- meets vanity and society pays the price.
3: Yeah, I guess. It's also smart, I guess. I guess oh, no, expect- I have no doubt about that. Yeah. I have no doubt about I me. Mean, I'm sure you're both brilliant. Yeah. It's amazing how dumb, smart people can be. Like, you think think whatever it is you can handle it because like all the problems have been thrown at you you can solve them
0: well you know there's intelligence (laughs) and then there's wisdom right and wisdom tends to be more of a social situation intelligence is something you can do on your own wisdom requires community it requires a tribe it requires society it requires a family it requires people giving you feedback and sharing and you got terrible feedback you got your father should have damn well known better yeah either you didn't share stuff with your father you know like if if you'd gone to your father and said hey i just proposed to my wife and she told me that she married her rapist i mean Uh, come on your son comes to you in 20 years and tells you that exact same
3: thing what do you say benjamin oh get out of there but i i told i told him everything i told my dad everything along the line what
0: did he say he just said yeah go for it."
3: He, he loves my wife. He's like, you treat her right. She's a good woman. She's she's good for okay, you. Okay, so
0: why would you say to your son, get out if he meets someone like your <laughs> wife?
3: Oh, that's going to be a really hard thing to
0: tell him, like to say. Like, no, no. It was very instinctive. It came from your gut. It came from your balls, man. Where did that come from? <laughs> Why would you tell him that? Forget about how difficult it is. But what is it that you want to tell to your son? If you said, I met this really hot woman and we had a lot of sex. And then, by the way, she told me she had a kid that she hadn't told me about before. And then we had a lot more sex. And then I proposed to her. And then she told me, oh, uh, I married the guy who was the father of my child. And I guess this wasn't known that she was a rapist. He was a rapist back then, right? That came after the marriage, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, okay. So, and then she told me she was married and divorced. I didn't even know that before. Like, what would you say to your son? get out (laughs) but why tell me why
3: because you say you have a great relationship with your wife it's gonna be hard to get to a great relationship like it would be better if you found somebody who already was a whole person to start things it's just it's just struggle oh man you still don't get it
0: no it's hard to have a relationship with someone who lies all the time
3: oh right no of course I mean, you have to get them to stop lying before you can have the relationship. <laughs> but they're liars. So how the fuck do you know when they stop
0: lying? Mm. Once you stop catching them lying, I guess. Once you stop catching them lying. Well, she kept a lie from you about your steps on being a rape baby. She kept that lie from you for, what, half a decade?
3: I think she kept that from herself for longer than that. Like the admission to Oh, herself. so she has no
0: agency here because she was lying to herself. Come on, no. man. Come on. Yeah. You don't think she knew?
3: Yeah, I guess. she. How can you not
0: know? How can you not know? <laughs> she married her rapist. You don't think she'd remember that? Right, right. No, That's not knew. like what was my phone number 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. Or maybe she's lying about it being a rape, so she can excuse treating her stepson, uh, her son, badly. I don't know. Who knows? Problem right. is, when you got a liar, who knows? Yeah. Maybe she said it was rape because she had consensual sex outside of marriage, which is really frowned upon. And you know what happens to some women when they're caught having a relationship they shouldn't be having? They, oh, he raped me.
3: (laughs) Well, if it was that, she would have said it sooner. Like, her mom didn't know, never knew until, I don't even think she still knows. Well, her mom wouldn't know if it wasn't rape. So her mom just shamed her, like told her that she was basically an evil person for having sex outside of marriage. She never used that to excuse her mother's shame from her.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, you know, and I'm, uh, I I see your situation different than you do, and that's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. I mean, I'm not right. I understand. I just I just see it differently than, than you do. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe you're right, or maybe you have to see it that way. I don't know.
3: At this point, I feel like I have we have two kids together. I, I mean, you have to make it work. I'm never going to abandon my children. Never. Well, no, but you them. have
0: you have a violent child in the house who's not going to be a child for very long. You have a child who's verbally abusing your three year old. Right. You. You have. It's right. not as simple as well. I got to be there for my kids because you've no. got. A, yeah, a twelve-year-old who's saying to your three-year-old, "I hate you. I wish you'd never been born."
3: That was really scary for me, to Steph, to Stefan, when I had to take him to the emergency room, and he, the three-year-old, was old enough to like know something was wrong. Yeah, and he wanted to come along. Like he was crying, and I, I feel like we took him to the emergency room then with us, and they seemed like everything seemed calm. We didn't really tell him what was going on; just he was sick. Yeah, please stop using that name. Sorry. Well,
0: of course. So, I mean, maybe the situation is uh, get your biological kids uh, out of the situation with the violent 12-year-old, the violent, potentially suicidal 12-year-old. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, but this – I don't know about this just grim plotting on, crossing your finger stuff. What that got you to was to your stepson who swallowed pills twice in two days. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think I kind of, that's why I want to sort of put the cold water on your head saying, I don't know what the solution is, but it seems to me that you do have a very dangerous stepson on, your hands, you know, um, in my mind, this is just my particular opinion, Benjamin, but murder and suicidality are not that far apart. Yeah. You know, the, 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 um, Nicholas Cruz. The guy who shot up the school in, in Broward County, he was also suicidal before he was murderous. Right. Okay. I don't know that your biological children are safe in this environment.
3: I don't know. I've been sleeping in the same room as the three-year-old and my wife sleeps with the other one in our room. And why is that? Don't let, uh three-year-old doesn't want to sleep by himself. He's scared, too. I don't know. The other one wakes up at night to breastfeed. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And so you and your
0: wife aren't sleeping in the same room? That's right. But you have a great relationship. (laughs) No, and that's a little unfair. I apologize for that because it's, you know, you got an eight-month-old who's still breastfeeding, so it's a complicated situation. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, um, I would think that uh, the connection with the mom is is pretty key, but it's, it's a hard thing to fix, you know, and he's 12 and personality is largely set by the age of five or so, right? Yeah. I mean, there's really, I don't know if, I don't know what can be done at this point. Again, I'm no expert, but I don't think that much can be done in any foundational way. He's not going to become a different kind of person fundamentally, right?
3: Yeah, I was hoping there was a different answer than that. I was hoping there was some way to fix this, but I, uh, yeah, no, I, I guess appreciate you pointing out to me how much how important the relationship with the mother is. And try and get them both to talk together with the counselor. That would probably be the minimum we should do. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe, but steps.
0: the problem with the counselor thing, though, Benjamin, is that the son. Is going to view the counselor as the mom saying, I can't handle you without a professional. Okay. I don't want to spend time with you without a professional. Now, again, I'm not, I mean, I'm a big fan of counseling. Don't get me wrong. But if there's a way that your wife could find a way to take pleasure In your stepson's company or his existence. When was the last time she was happy he came home? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you laugh, right? Yeah. But that's essential. So he comes home and his mother is unhappy that he's home. Right? In other words... She wishes he wasn't there. And for a child, a young man, it's not impossible, I think, that if your mother is happy when you don't come home, that you'll please her by not coming home at all. Yeah. Which is why he may be taking pills, going to an ER and then not coming home, or why he talks about running away and not coming home. Right you may not be the only person appeasing your wife to the point of potential self-destruction. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, to me, this is a kind of nightmare. And uh, it's so far from my conception of family life that, that I have experienced as an adult
3: yeah people need to hear it though that's part of the reason I wanted to talk to you about this at the very least was yeah you I know big cross cultural stuff
0: is a challenge biracial kids face particular challenges in terms of psychological health and sometimes physical health and where they fit and You got a single mom and and you've got rape baby who was abandoned as he would experience by his mother early so she could go to the States and then he was brought over to the States, didn't speak the language, he was dumped in schools, he was violent, his stepfather beats him with a belt. I mean,
3: that's a mess. No, it is a terrible mess.
0: And I don't know. I mean, I know you say that that you're close to your stepson and so on, but if he's stealing your passwords. Yeah. It may not be a very real closeness.
3: He also gave me back my passwords, So I only found out because he told me what he did. He could have kept it a secret, but I talked to him about what he was feeling and stuff because he seemed upset, and he, he calmed down and came clean and told me about the passwords. Otherwise, kept them. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, having professionals involved, I'm always a big fan, but just be aware that I would do it also at the same time. I mean, take the advice of the professionals, of course, right? The the therapists and psychologists and so on. But, you know, my sort of outside amateur view is you need to sit down with your wife and you need to say, you got to fix this thing with your son. You know, he's home for another five or six years or more. You know, I'm not going through this every day. Like, is he counting the pills and and is he yelling or screaming at, at the children? Is he... Getting into a fight, I mean, I can't take it. I mean, seriously, man, this is going to shorten your lifespan. Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't care how often you go to the gym, this shit will cut down your longevity significantly, I think. And you need to be responsible for your eight-month-old and your three-year-old
3: as well. It's affected my work, too. Of course. It's always with you, right? Phone calls and stuff, like, he did this or he did that. And then, yeah, no, it's... It's definitely...
0: Oh, every time the phone rings, right? It's terrifying.
3: Yeah. Terrifying. I had to have a talk talk with my boss this last week because other employees were saying stuff about me. Just becoming an issue.
0: What do you mean? Like you're being distracted or not being productive?
3: Um, I'm very productive. I'm very hardworking. They're very... I mean, all of the upper management loves me, but the fellow associates, I guess, would overhear conversations i guess and uh and basically i would get agitated and tell tell my wife not to call me at work and get upset so then they got a perception that i was a misogynist
0: (laughs) and what your your wife is calling you at work and what she's saying
3: oh that our that our son was like yelling at her or that he did this to the other child (laughs) or wait so she's calling you up when you're at work
0: trying to earn bread and housing for your family and complaining about parents uh, parental problems
3: at home yep yep and asking me to talk to them while you're at work yeah And what do you think of that? Well, after this last conversation with my boss, like I told her, it's like zero sum like no way. Won't answer the phone anymore. Like just don't call me. There's just no way we have a future in our family if this is gonna continue to like escalate and affect all portions of our lives. It's it's
0: And, And you know, you as a parent You know this as well as I do, Benjamin. As a parent, we owe society as a whole functional adults coming out of our household. Yeah. You know, like she might be like, well, it's tough to talk to him. It's like, hey, parenting is a catch and release program. It's a breed and release program. Mm. You know, if you mistreat your dog, but keep your dog home all the time, that's bad. But you mistreat your dog and then it roams around the neighborhood biting children. That's a whole different planet. And yeah. your stepson is going to get big and strong and he's smart and he's going to go out in the world. And what's he going to be like? And you guys don't have the right to turn him loose as a dysfunctional, half-broken human being. Yeah. I mean, you. she has to fix this. This is not a maybe. This is not a it'd be nice to. She must fix this. She brought the child into the country from Eritrea. She put him in school. She screamed at him. And she must now do everything in her power to fix as much as she can before he inevitably escapes from your family household and goes out into the world. Society should not have to pay the price for... You guys, you made the decision to marry the woman. You made the decision to help her bring her son over. Yes. You must do everything in your power to heal him as much as humanly possible for him, for the right, for the good. But he's going to go out into society. And why should everyone else have to deal with your choices and your mistakes? And pay, and pay, and pay. It's not just about you guys. It's about all of us in the world.
3: Absolutely. I I really appreciate, really appreciate you taking the time. I uh, I need, I need, (laughs) I need friends in my life that can speak to me like this. uh, Everyone needs someone who can speak truth into their lives from an outside perspective. sooner rather than later. Um, (laughs) And I am, I I really,
0: I sympathize with the situation. You know, cross-cultural dating is a big challenge. Cross-continent dating is a big challenge. Single moms, rape babies, divorcees. I mean, almost like there was no red flag. That could be present that wasn't present. And I'm very sorry that as a young man, you know, as they say to use the coarse phrase, young and dumb and full of cum, right? Yeah. That there wasn't somebody out there to punch you in the nuts and say, dude, dude, this is not the direction to go in. This is not where you want to be expending your life and your energies. This is not your mess to fix. Yeah. But focus on what is going to be most secure for your eight-month-old and your three-year-old. They're not responsible for this either. They are not here by choice. They're not with you guys by choice. And you must do everything in your power to protect them from emotional and physical abuse. Yeah. And if your son is dangerous, well, I don't have to say any more, I'm sure. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, do, do let me know how it goes. And, and please accept my sympathies for where you've uh, chosen to be. But I certainly wish you the very best as a family. And thanks everyone so much for calling in for sharing your stories. It's a call that'll take a little while to shake off. But um, you can help me out at freedomainradio.com slash donate. Thanks everyone so much. I'll talk to you soon.